Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man Podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man Podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports, and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Number 252, Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. And as we record this, it is two days after the trying to do math here the 17th anniversary of 9-11 yeah and nobody seemed to notice well this is like the first year where it just seemed to be like a blip on the news radar well we didn't get uh, some sort of documentary special or you know it it got its nod certainly i know the twitter outrage got frothed up for a second because mike pence dared to refer to radical islam during his 9-11 address his recent oh on the anniversary yes Okay, I didn't catch that. Yeah, like I said, Twitter got frothy for like you know half a day, and then went away. He calmed down. Yeah, I saw. Well, Mark Dice, uh, conservative jackass YouTube star, went around interviewing millennials. I guess, and and it was one of these you know you edit together all the worst answers of these pe- of people that you find on the street, and probably some of them are even just fucking with you about how little they knew about 9-11. So I guess that's where we're at as far as remembering it. <laughs> I mean, our, our collective memory seems to be rather fuzzy, though, of these events. I, I feel like my memory is fairly clear. Yeah. I remember, because uh, all these tweets and opinion pieces about remembering the time they want to contrast it with what we're experiencing now. 9-11 was a time where we came together as Americans and versus now where we're just constantly, we've, we've teamed up on either side and are tearing each other apart. It's, nothing's fucking changed. The, I mean, certainly, I mean, we had a lot of solidarity during those events from, you know, not even people, not even just people reaching across the aisles, but people from other countries reaching out to us and showing their sympathy for this tragic event. There was some of that very formal uh, coming together, but it didn't bring anyone together, right? I mean, it's like if uh, if uh, you have, have this big, let's say you, you don't talk to your family, right? And somebody dies, so you show up at the funeral. That's not everybody coming together. And for, I mean, yeah, you're you're putting aside your differences, and you're saying, okay, there's something greater than us, than than our few that we need to acknowledge right now. The passing of somebody, none of that shit goes away. It's still right there, and it, and you go right back to your normal life afterwards. And if anything, the result of that, we saw horrendous wars the unjustified wars in the name of 
uh, that terrorist event. He saw a lot of persecution of people of just brown skin that didn't look Mexican. You know, fucking Sikhs with turbans on their heads getting called sand nigger. My buddy, Matt, he's, uh, he's, he's half black and he's been mistaken for Arabic, Mexican, and he was like, I've gotten some interesting looks and heard some interesting comments kind of loudly, but behind my back to where they know I heard it. And I just want to turn around and be like, motherfucker, I'm black. (laughs) Like. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm like, I guess that's the reality of the situation. I mean, I agree with yeah. you. The whole, the whole, oh, this brought us all together shit. Like, I, man, I, like a week or two, and then, and then the nitpicking started. And then, of course, you know, the, 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 the W administration, you know, <laughs> how many of them were Saudis? We're going to go after Iraq. Wait, what? Yeah. And that started, and that started, <clears throat> and then all the, no blood for oil people got ramping themselves up and the pro war people got ramping themselves up and not my president. Yeah, come Christmas everybody was everybody was back on their their, their respective, you know, side of the line. But I mean I, I do remember you know I see I, I don't know. I don't go for the cheesy shit, but uh, my wife at the time like did I don't know if she still does? To be honest with you, don't really care. But uh, like the week after that, that Tuesday after they had like a like everybody you know go outside, light a candle, hold it, and have like a five minute you know whatever moment of silence or whatever. And she went and did it, and there was neighbors out there and stuff. And I was just kind of like, oh, if you want to go do it? Go do it. Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, what what is that going to prove? But I just kind of go by what, you know, comedians said. I remember Eddie Griffin saying, yeah, that week or two after 9-11, I wasn't a Negro no more. I was an American. I got my credit straight. Straight yes. off some, some, some credit cards. <laughs> got a loan from the bank. And then two weeks later, they were like, hey, sorry, can we have that money back? We forgot. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I was, I was looking right. at my buddy Haji, like, you the new nigga now. And he's like, give it a couple weeks. <laughs> sure as shit. We're in the same boat, right back where we started. <laughs> so yeah. I, right. I mean, we, as soon as something was, it, it was decided that something should be done about it. That's when we went back to our respective corners. I mean, an event like this should have been a wake up call for us. And it wasn't really. We all hugged each other, and then a week later, I mean, it's like, imagine if you uh, own a home, you have a family, and you have a break-in, right? And that's a wake-up call for you. You go, I need to get an alarm system. I need to protect my house and my family, right? Two weeks later, you're arguing with your spouse over whether one wants to dig a moat around the house, and the other one wants to take the door off the hinges, and still nothing's being done except for, you know, now an impending war that's, that's being waged. So, I don't know. Is it that we tr- are so desperate to try and find some redeeming factors of this collective consciousness of the country that we, uh, we want to look to the past with rose-colored glasses? Or 
our memories really just that short? Well, I think I think it's a little bit of both. Well, I think too, people they want to romanticize the, the 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 moment we all came together and everything. But I, I, mean, I guess it, if you want to call it a moment, sure. I wouldn't say that we. I, I mean, a month. Like I'm not even joking. I said Christmas. I, I remember a month later, people being at each other's throats again. Over yeah. politics and what to do about this, and whether we should even kill Bill Bin Laden or bring him, you know, capture him, bring him here, hold him, you know, put him up for trial. I mean, there was anything and everything that could be argued about was argued about, and that's that's kind of something I I kind of noticed this year, especially on social media. It seemed like the most the more the more conservative of my friends were the ones posting constantly all day about 9-11 mm-hmm. and the more liberal progressive whatever word you want to use kind of made one post about it and went on about their day and i mean i'm just like okay i don't know what that says about the mindset that's just an observation i made yeah i i don't exactly know what that means either i i I guess maybe it just fits more into their narrative of fear, really. I mean, that there's always some other culture that's trying to overthrow ours. I think that's why 9-11 sticks so hard with certain people, not just because it was a tragic or unexpected event or, or anything like that. It's It was the epitome of what a lot of people saw as as a start of a real culture war. That it wasn't that other people want a piece of America, right? That's the attitude. All these other people want a piece of what we've got going on here, but they don't want to live the American way. They want to change it into something else. And they're so desperate to change America into something that they deem fitting that they're willing to you know, drive airplanes into buildings in order to, to do so. Yeah, that that's accurate. So I feel. I mean, am I on the right track, or am I being stereotypical? Am I like? Well, uh, the, the thing is, is that I, the well, I you mean it one way, but other people mean it another way. I mean, you don't have to change any word in in what you said. It's just right. all in if how just, it's. If you just take out my snarky intonation, then yes, and just add a lot of damn it. If you have Toby Keith say it instead of you. <laughs> Then it means right. something completely different, and you have to change no words at all. Well, I I, I and, do remember quite a few people going, you know, hey, look, this should be this should be a wake up call, not in the way of they hate us for our freedom, America, or you know, this is what us evil capitalist pigs get. This is what we get, you know, whatever. Right. <clears throat> but more in the don't you see that once you get outside these borders, the people that hate us hate us as a collective. They don't divide us up by which one voted Republican, which one voted Democrat. They, we're just yeah. Americans, and fuck them, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not going to bomb 51% of the country and leave the other 49. You know, they're going to they're gonna aim for all of us. Exactly, exactly. And I, I remember a lot of people making that point and not even being shouted down, just ignored. Like, people just keep talking like they didn't say anything and i'm like well i mean we have a chance to learn from this to realize where we are on the world stage but once again our bullshit egos and our pride 
and we're Americans. We're always the good guys, right? No matter what, it's just that that wall of denial is built too high and too strong. We can't step out of ourselves and take a look at how someone else might look at us, which is kind of ironic considering that I remember the calls to war of, like, kill them all. Let's turn it into, like, Afghanistan. Let's turn, you know, the Middle East into one big sheet of glass type stuff. Absolutely. And I'm going... I'm not saying absolutely isn't I agree with that sentiment, but I heard it a lot. Oh, yeah. And I'm going, so everybody over there attacked us? Everybody's guilty? I mean, in the same way that, uh, you know, most people involved in ISIS don't even understand the difference between a a left-wing or right-wing American, we didn't even understand... These are people... We're talking about like it's just one whole nation that is like not even understanding that there are multiple tribes or whatever you want to call them that exist within these borders that really live by their own rules. I mean, there a lot of these uh, Middle Eastern countries they have borders that are almost like put upon their people, right? That as far as they're concerned, their territory is as far as their people live. Yeah, well, I, there's, there's, there's also, I mean, we, I think we covered it <clears throat> maybe 2016 when someone made an Ill, ill-advised uh, 9-11 ad for a mattress store. They had mattresses stacked up. They were like, you know, come in for a 9-11 sale. Oh, yeah. Got knocked over and stuff. And I just, <laughs> I just remember the first year we were, we were doing this and we were talking about 9-11, I, I, I I quoted what Patrice O'Neill said, and he goes, I give it 10, 15 years for 9-11's a hot dog hamburger holiday. <laughs> and I kind of think that because that, we had the, the, the ill-advised fucking advertisement, and well, now it seems like we've had two years of, I didn't, like, even if everything posted, I wasn't seeing like, the news outlets I follow posting, you know, this was our coverage for yeah. the first hour. You know, it wasn't that. And, you know, seeing all that shit like he did for 15 years or so. Right. I'm not against remembering the tragedy, but a lot of that was just like grief porn. I mean, it was really gratuitous. I, I didn't I didn't enjoy the rebroadcasts from that day. Yeah. I mean, either you remember it or you don't. We need to see it once. Yeah. No. Mandy made a good point. She said people get over it. My birthday is December seventh. You know, she's absolutely right. My old man, his birthday. He was born two years after Pearl Harbor Day. As far as I'm concerned, while I've been alive, December seventh's just been a day where we went out to eat with my dad. You know, bought him birthday gifts. So yeah, I mean, we're pretty. We're we're almost to the point of hot dog, hamburger. Maybe if you have a different ad, you can have a mattress sale for nine eleven. Maybe you got to maybe you right. got to get over tw- maybe you got to get over two decades. I think it's got to it's going to continue to fade until the twentieth anniversary. Then we'll get a big bump in remembering all of this stuff, and I think after that, then Guitar Center can have a sale on that day. <laughs> Prices are falling on nine eleven. <laughs> right. <laughs> God. It is, you know, it is true. We do celebrate some pretty horrendous shit from other people's points of view, so... Our prices will come crashing to the ground (laughs) this 9-11. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but they can melt these prices. (laughs) 
that, now, that is something I did see an uptick in, but it was from the usual people <clears throat> that I would expect on my friends list, which was the, like, the... Okay, you got to be shitting me. Way to prepare for the podcast. Turn your phone off, stupid. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> no one ever calls me. Uh, <laughs> so I just I, I never turn it off. You're like I'm not supposed to have thing fr- ringing. I'm not supposed to have friends. What's this? <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the 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 conspiracy theories, and it was literally just a group of people going out, you know, posting stuff, waiting. I mean, I, I could just see them. It's like with a fishing pole in the water. Like, come on, someone take the bait. And the minute someone did, it turned into a link battle. Well, you know. And then somehow, my favorite one was one my cousin, or not my cousin, a buddy of mine posted that started off about whether it was a controlled demolition or not, and somehow ended up on Obama's birth certificate. (laughs) And, I mean, I just read the whole thing, and it was like a tennis match back and forth that eventually they forgot that they were supposed to hit a tennis ball, and they just started hitting a bloody head back and forth, and it was just like a horror movie. And yeah, it was it's like all connected. <laughs> I, f- I found out that Snopes is left wing propaganda, but uh, Infowars is fair and balanced. Of course. Found, yeah, yeah. I found out that, that um, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, all the major networks are in, were in on it. That's why they're they're hiding footage that aired live, and even though. You have, uh, what, I'm going to say, let's just say a million people in this country are shut-ins that are weird folks. I mean, you have people that recorded MTV in the middle of the night in 1985 on a fucking VHS player. You're telling me that there wasn't a bunch of crazy people throwing in tapes, recording this shit the minute they saw it pop off. And so none of, even though they, well, I saw it once. Well, okay, well, it's been 17 years. Had plenty of time to come to the surface and someone to have released it. That's the thing, like... the government, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, I mean, I've watched some stuff about 9-11 that was, uh, you know, it wasn't necessarily pointing directly to the government, but just pointing a lot out a lot of uh, things that didn't make sense. And I wasn't, I wasn't completely dubious, you know, but... I saw the smoking the, the, hole. Well, the, the, but the people who do buy into this... It's like every little rumor is another piece of evidence that they believe helps strengthen their cause, right? I saw the smoking hole two and a half years after the fact and all the buildings around it that still had damage. So, Well, nobody's saying that it did, they didn't fall. I mean, they're basically saying that oh, it, there's no way... Not that was an inside job. So I'm trying to do Alex... I just sound constipated when I try to do Alex Jones. <laughs> so does so does he. Inside job. Tired of him putting chemicals in the water that makes the fucking frogs gay. Just like, there you go. What? You just have to pretend you're constipated. That's how you do Alex Jones. Hey, how you doing? Anyway, gay frogs. Yeah. But uh, well, no, it, it, you know the the the. I mean, the, in all the usual, you know, bullshit. I'm not even going to put any effort into rebutting or defending or whatever the fuck their viewpoints arguments come out. There's no way that every first responder in New York would have kept that secret. And it's like, 
because you had to let every cop and every fucking EMT and fireman know that it was an inside job? No. If they did, do you think they'd have ran in them buildings? Hey, glad you're here. Here's the pamphlet. This gives you the rundown. Don't share this with anyone. All right. Exactly. Exactly. Under the, I gotta go get, get on to the next crew. And then it's like you know the, all the all the what? Well, I mean you know uh, there, there was you know people coming and going from the government, and they could have came in and put bombs on the beams, and that's why it came down like a controlled demolition. And and I'm just like, because once again we're back to either everybody sees it or nobody sees it right there's not a uh, there's there's no in between it's like either everybody's in on it or nobody's in on it so the next disaster that happens i'm gonna somehow get to it and just start whispering like this is an inside job and then leave just get that circulating well Can I, I go to I jail do, for that i do have to say that i was enjoying the memes i've been seeing saying hey trump supporters no hey alt writers and antifa Folks, there's going to be a rally at Virginia Beach Friday morning. Uh. <laughs> you might want to show up, bring your weapons, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, it Tell wouldn't hurt. All of your friends. <laughs> like, I'm kind, I'm like, I'm kind of down with that. I almost reposted it on ironically. Like, no, seriously, go. Like, no, go. It's okay. We'll send FEMA for you. Don't worry about it. Yeah. The so, huge hurricane that isn't yesterday was going to be the the it was, what, what did I read yesterday the hurricane the storm of a lifetime and then by the next this morning it was like hey it's category two it'll be there well, for right. morning. I mean it, it it's so ridiculous every time a hurricane comes it's yeah. out in the ocean and it's a category four or a category five. Right, and we understand. Like, as soon as it hits land, it's going to slow its ass down. It can't maintain that speed mm-hmm. over land. It just—it's every fucking time. I mean, I'm not saying that certainly people should be prepared, and that a category two hurricane is no big deal. But then you read the headlines; it seems like they're so let the, down. Headlines are like, "This still could cause major flooding." Like, eh, it's, a, it's a hurricane. People right. around here are used to it. Well, right. When, uh, if it's three or you know, lower, they've done this shit before. What they were reporting on NPR today was no longer about the size or wind speed of the hurricane. It was how much water it was going to dump. And again, that's like, I mean, they're talking in the feets, like, like two to three feet of water that it could dump over the course of a week if it just stays parked where it is. But like, you know, it, it doesn't because any, it's a storm. It keeps moving. Well, I mean, it's I don't know. I'm not a meteorologist, but the sensationalism of the storm every single fucking time, it's the same narrative. And the weaker the storm gets, the more angles they, they try and look to, to see, like, well, what's the most dangerous aspect of this that we could report on? Well, I mean, that's how you get people in front of the TV, right? Yeah. Oh my God! It's going to be death, destruction, and chaos. And then it's going to be tremendously big and tremendously wet, according to (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) Why does he use the word "tremendous"? Was that his favorite word of the day when when he was in middle school? Well, by the tremendous all the time. But by the way, I 
it's kind of along the lines of the 9-11 thing, but it's also something that I'd, I, I, in the last couple of days, someone has in the media has pointed out, and I've seen a few different people pick up and run with it. They haven't seen anything. Trump shows like ill-placed enthusiasm when crazy shit happens. Or when, you know, they're like, like on the way to the 9-11 memorial, he's got his fist in the air. Like he's like rooting for his team to score a touchdown. And yeah, everybody else is walking, by, walking behind him with their head down. And then he's like, the storm's coming. Oh, shit. Get my Charmin ready. I'm going to make another three-pointer. <laughs> Kobe. It's you tremendously know, Kobe. big and tremendously wet. <laughs> tremendously. It's like, dude, yeah. seriously, you're broke, man. That's not how you're supposed right. to act. <laughs> His, his tweet on 11 was the uh, 17th anniversary of the attack on 9-11, exclamation mark. <laughs> like, what are you fucking celebrating? Yeah. Either that or you're writing a Marvel comic from the early 60s where everything ends in an exclamation mark. Okay, guys, happy 9-11. Woo. <sighs> but I don't know if you've heard any of the, the scandal around this current hurricane and our president. But it seems that uh, a lot of millions of dollars have been diverted from FEMA and the Coast Guard, as as well as other government organizations, in order to fund ICE. So all this (laughs) rush to lock up as many Mexicans as they can will possibly come at the cost of American lives if this hurricane goes down worse than than we thought. Because those are the people that are responding to hurricane survivors, FEMA and the Coast Guard. Okay. Yay. Well, I'm glad that we're spending our money where it really needs to be spent. (sighs) Wait wait a minute. It's a government agency diverting money to another one. It's just... It's what goes down all the time. Wasn't FEMA like the boogeyman during Katrina? Like, you know, oh my God, they're going to throw everybody in FEMA camps. Brownie was doing a hell of a job when he had a FEMA, something like that. Yeah, you know, and they're like, oh, they have they have these these FEMA coffins for the people they send to the FEMA camps, and you know, that was somehow connected to the George Bush doesn't like black people. Well, they had you to, know, and, it was the test case for the Obama death camps, right? They needed a pilot program. Well, yeah, and then they learned to soften the name up, and they started calling them death panels because that sounds so much more polite. We're going to vote on whether you get to live or die. So, yeah, so death camps. That kind of, you know, invokes, I don't know, 19, late 1930s Germany. But, yeah, I, it's... Okay, I'm kind of with you, Chris. I'm like, it, it, ultimately, it is just money shifting hands between government agencies. But do we really need to fucking? I don't know. Do we really need to to to, to dump as much money into ICE as we do, or is it kind of like we could back off a little and be fine, like just like the military? We could we could bring some of that money and spend it on you know I don't know our citizens instead of killing other citizens of the world, and we would still be fine. Yeah. Well, you know, all, all these stories that are being reported about uh, what ICE is doing, you know, going into businesses, detaining people uh, who are have documentation of legal citizenship and still not believing that their document is legal, uh, you know, rounding up whole families and splitting up families, 
all these stories that are printed for liberals to be outraged over, the right is just eating up, and the politicians especially, because that's what they need right now. The whole reason they're diverting all this money into ICE is to get all this activity so that it can be reported on, so that their supporters will open up the newspaper or the, their you know, Google News feed and see what ICE is, quote-unquote, accomplishing. Again, yes. That's kind of that's what they're hoping goes down. Just the 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 more I go in the middle of the country, the more and more I understand it. Well, I I I will say this: getting closer and closer to the midterms, I've noticed more and more just outright refusal to believe anything that doesn't support your your preconceived notions and it's just gotten worse and worse and it's now to the point where it's the door is shut and it's like okay well if you don't believe this then i don't know what to tell you you're fucking stupid and somehow everything about I've, I've heard about the hurricane everything i've heard about the response to the hurricane about people being evacuated has somehow been politicized and thrown into one of those two groups by these by these people mm-hmm. and meanwhile the, now even yeah, the meanwhile Meanwhile, the vast majority of us are just like, can we just hope that like a bunch of people don't fucking die? How about that? How about not rooting for a bunch of people to die so it makes the president look bad? Like, can our pettiness know some bounds? Can we Is just that okay? have plain old concern for our fellow human beings? Can we yeah. do that? No, you filthy centrists. <laughs> Fuck is wrong with you. Pick a side, fence center. See South Park's gimmick for their next season? Uh, they're demanding that it be canceled. Basically, basically, they're getting out ahead of it. You know, in, in the they're, they're playing on the fake outrage. Uh, it's it's leading a hashtag campaign against itself. Okay, so that makes me wonder how hard are they going to go this season? Is this going to be like one of those seasons where Comedy Central is going to be like, okay, hold on, pump the brakes. You can't do that. I mean, because if that's what they're going for, you they have to go all out. Right okay. now, T-Mobile has Hashtag unlimited Hashtag cancel Park. It's on their Twitter. It's on, it's on their TV commercials. So I, mean, I guess Comedy Central's on board with it. Yeah, well, they were also on board with the, what was it, the super, the super whatever friends that, you know, that took all the religious figures and put them in, like, the super friends set up. And there was Muhammad and Jesus and Buddha and all this shit. And this was, like well before the Charlie Hebdo stuff. And then when that happened and they said, okay, we want to bring Muhammad back as a character, you can't do that. You can't do that. We've already, we've already drawn him and had him part America of the super duper French crowd or whatever. Yeah. They're like, no, no, they're killing motherfuckers over this. You can't do that now. Sorry. And if I remember correctly, that episode, they kept the audio of the scene and they put up a title card that was like, we could not air this due to Comedy Central. Yeah. So... I mean, if they're gonna, if if you're gonna take that like meta of an approach, like I said, I hope they go so fucking hard it pisses everybody off. You, you know how you know what? I'll be happy if they go hard. I want them to go so hard I get on this sh- I get on this show and I bitch about them and want them canceled. I want them to offend me. Wow, <laughs> that's how that's how hard I want them to go. What could that What could that possibly be? I don't know, man. I mean. Uh, you guys, you guys have known me long enough. Know that pretty talk, much no jokes off the table. So <laughs> and talk about cats. Like just went too far. I love I cats. Think, I mean, if they if they start showing people like shooting cats in the head for real, 
Yeah, I'd probably be like, all right, fuck that. You know what I'm saying? I don't, that's not even funny. That's just killing animals to, to be an asshole. But, I mean, I've seen, I've seen some videos online I probably shouldn't have laughed at about cats trying to get into people's houses and people maybe giving them a little bit too much of a boot and them catching air. And I'm like, oh, it's horrible. But, but I'm still kind of grinning at it. <laughs> it's but, like, but that cat flew up. far. I did. Like, he got some... It's good. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, oh, that cat's dead. Poor cat. But. <laughs> but? Yeah. Super yes. cat. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, you, you guys remember that band from TV commercial from the 90s where they had, the like, all the news footage that we couldn't show you? And they show the, the, the old couple walking on, near the train tracks, and the old man stops. And the chick, chick, the old woman keeps walking, and the train hits her, and she goes flying. Dude, I laughed my ass off so hard. And it wasn't because she got hit by the train. It was because I'm just thinking, that's probably an old married couple. And he's like, all I have to do is just give her a tug, and she won't get in front of that train. But then I could be single for a few years before I die. <laughs> Go ahead, keep walking, bitch. <laughs> because that's what it looked like. You know, he's like, I'm going to be free for a few years. I'm just going to get my line of credit opened up at the local titty bar. Yes, it's very sad. She's gone. I have uh, Destiny waiting for me at 5 o'clock. Can we hurry this up? Yeah. These prayer cards passed out. Come on. She's the one that gives you a handy for free. <laughs> she says hi the naughty way. Reservations with her don't just happen. I had to wait three months for this. Well, the cancellation of uh, of South Park seems... I mean, how can it not be? Obviously, it's a gimmick. I mean, but where do you go from there? Obviously, this will have to be their last season. This is just the best way they could think of no, announcing that. No, because they're already signed for this is season 22. They're, the, the articles I read said it can't be because they're already signed on for 23. <laughs> but, okay. So where does the joke go then? Like... That you don't get canceled, and then you're mad for another couple seasons. I just think it's just it it, it it's poking fun at at the outrage culture right now. Yeah, well, makes sense. Or maybe or more, maybe they're with Rich, and they're just gonna have this season. They're just gonna make fun of everybody, and what's what's left that they haven't made fun of, they're gonna make fun of. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they laid out plans for a season. They were like, this shit is going to outrage so many people, we might as well get ahead of this and just start protesting our mm. own show. Maybe they That's made what a I'm chart of, here's who we've offended over the last 22 years. Right. <laughs> What's left? <laughs> well, dude, in, their, in the video game, The Stick of Truth, you play a character who one of your powers is you can fart on your enemies. And at a certain point, you have to give an abortion to a pregnant Nazi. And there's aborted fetuses all over the place at the end of the scene. And if you go up, because I'm sick, I did this. I swear I didn't, I didn't know I, what was going to happen. I, I walked my character over to one of the aborted fetuses and I farted on it. And I got an achievement called, you just went too far. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably my proudest achievement on any video game ever. <laughs> you farted on a fetus. Farted on an aborted Nazi fetus, and, yes. Oh, sorry, aborted Nazi fe- Forgot the, <laughs> the two adjectives. 
But yeah, so it, and I mean, like it was, it was a, uh, it was like you had to move the sticks a certain way, and he's doing the abortion. I think it was Randy that did the abortion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, <laughs> you had to actually like it was like a little mini game or something. Yeah, that you yeah, had to accomplish. Yeah, like and you just saw it from like, like, like you saw the 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 belly. And then, like, the sheet draped over the legs and the belly and the legs up in the air, and then just Randy. And then you just saw his hands moving, and you had to move the sticks at a certain time to do it right, or else, you know, ah, oh, shit, I got to start over oh, again. Randy. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you ever played the MASH uh, video game for Atari? No. Oh, God, no. I didn't even no. know there was one. <laughs> it was horrible. You'd have to. It was possibly worse than E.T., but... You had to fly this helicopter and pick up wounded, right? Which is very difficult in and of itself. And then it would take you would take the wounded back, and you'd have to operate on them. So there's this operation game where you had this like set of tweezers that you had to pull bullets out of a guy, and if you touched any of the organs, he would uh, scream and call you ferret face because apparently the guy was awake while you're doing it. <laughs> This was an Atari game? Yeah. Jesus Christ, this makes Custer's Revenge yeah. look like a fucking like Rompo Room. <laughs> That's pretty dark for an Atari game. Wow. I'm kind yeah, of I remember sick. playing that shit. Did he have slant eyes? Were they casually racist? Was it a Korean guy? I don't remember any casual racism, but you know, it was uh, an eight bit game. What do you want? <laughs> kind of hard to slam the eyes when you only get two blocks to work with. All the Americans have the pixelated eyes, and then the Asians just have the line. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like there's helicopters. They're trying to shoot down helicopters. Oh, is that, is that actual game footage that you're watching there? Yes. <laughs> Did Alan Alda get a piece of this? Is this part of Jamie Farr's mailbox money? Back in the day. Right, so, my, watching my, this. My question is, how was the Trapper John MD video game and the yeah, no, right. video game? Oh, here's the operation part. Is it going to call me Ferret Face? It, it, it did say. It called me Ferret Face. It called you Ferret Face? It did. You know, and I, I, it's not like I have ever seen or played this video game since my childhood. So, hooray. Pot hasn't destroyed all of my memory. So what are you doing walking around with a memory like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> well, no, I just remember the, uh, uh, oh, shit. It wasn't Atari. It was the one that had the very primitive voice. Thing. I think it was ColecoVision, maybe. It had the like the number pad and then the the television. Television. Yeah. Had the it's connected like, pads with the the coiled. Yeah, looking like the looking like the nineteen sixties guitar cables. Yeah, and it was uh, what was it B seventeen bomber? It was set in World War Two, and you had to like bomb enemy whatevers and i just remember like there was a big stink with the parents like should you let your children play this like they're bombing stuff and look and i had to look it up recently because someone online had mentioned it and i was like oh they would those parents that said that would give birth to a litter of kittens if they saw fucking grand theft auto these days right 
Like, it's a good thing that they've, they're either dead or they're too senile to remember what the fuck they're looking at because they would stroke the fuck out. Like, that was nothing. It's literally just a square that you would you had a view over and you would drop the bomb and it either hit the building or it wouldn't. And that's it. And it was, oh, I don't know if we should let our, our children play this, you know. It's a war game. I played Fortnite yesterday. Did you lose a bet? <laughs> Why? Was, well, because I had, I guess it's a free-to-play game. I didn't even know that. And it was a free download for the Switch. So I downloaded it, and then I went ahead and played it, not knowing anything about what I was doing. Tried to figure out what was going on. Didn't realize there was so much goddamn building in the in the game. Yeah. And uh, wandered around nowhere near any. It was actually much like my experience of playing paintball, actually. <laughs> I wandered around the perimeters wondering where everyone was until I ran across everyone, and then they all shot me at once, basically. <laughs> it's like my first time having sex. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, are you rubbing the head of your dick around the vaginal opening? Like, <laughs> like one of the one of these lips has got to lead me in there. It's like a roadmap, you know. I, 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 man, those battle royale games. I understand that they're like the new hotness and everything. And, and video games are like anything else. It's a copycat medium. And I mean, you know, every fucking game now is having some version of that added to it like the new call of duty and the new battlefield and all this and i'm just like i uh, i drop a hundred people on a huge map and everybody's got to kill each other like i mean it, it, it that's just that's just a free-for-all game that's what we used to call it yeah but you know now it's been repackaged as something and it's like you know no it's battle royale oh god all right sure whatever yeah, I don't know. I, I'm wondering, I'm sure you can have, like, closed rooms, right? If you had a group of people that you play with, there's got to be a way to do that. I know the one that my buddies play, the Player Unknown Battlegrounds or whatever. Yeah. I think you can have up to a three-man team. Um, right, but that's a, you you team up against other teams, then, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's kind of cool. I don't know. I just, the thing is, you know, I don't need to get my ass kicked all day by an eight-year-old from Japan. <laughs> you know, that's the biggest problem. Unless you like, pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't, you don't want to have some eight, <laughs> eight-year-old Japanese kids like, fat American, go get your, 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 your Burger King now. <laughs> I whoop your ass. Yeah, it's it's uh I don't know. I don't anytime I play games like that or along those lines where it's competitive online games, I just shut the fucking sound off. I don't oh, want to hear anybody imagine. Talk. Yeah. yeah. I I you know, uh what, there was a demo for one like it was either Call of Duty or Battlefield and I downloaded it and I made the mistake of leaving the volume up for the first game. Uh-huh. And it was just like, oh, I I couldn't enjoy playing it if I left the volume up. How many times did you hear the word faggot in 60 seconds? Not as much, because believe it or not, uh, especially Xbox, they're cracking down on that big time. Apparently, if you, right. get, you get reported enough, you get banned for life. And like that IP address gets banned. So it's not just a matter of going and making a new account. You lose everything on that account. You cannot log into Xbox Live. And considering how a lot of games these days 
are digital based, and because of the DRM, you have to be online to play them. Yeah, you have to be logged into your account. If they revoke all that, I mean, if you're talking a serious gamer, you could you could be easily talking. They've just cut him off from thousands of dollars of his own, you know, of games he's bought that he can't play anymore. I mean, he can yeah. play the offline version of them, but so many games these days are going to like the new Fallout game. It's going to be always online. Yes, you can play solo or you can team up, but if you do not have a console connected to the internet, you cannot play the game. <laughs> Just imagine, honey, we have to move again. Those faggots are on me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a new IP. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't heard stories about kids getting banned and shit and trying to like tether their phone to their Xbox via hotspot or something and going through right. their data to the point where the parents get like a $4,000 bill for one month. Like, what the oh, fuck? God, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I had to be able to call someone a faggot. You wouldn't understand, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it, the, the, the shooters and the sports games are where most of the, the shit talking seems to be at shocking i know the, the the more competitive the game the more shit talking there is but i i like i said i just turned the volume down and eh, i'm good but i i don't know man those those battle royale games are, are are huge right now and i'm just like you know give me another couple weeks i'm gonna have the new spider-man game that's all i want to do oh yeah like i don't even i, I like Online is, is cool to blow off steam to kill time, but I mean it's 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 not my thing. I'd rather have a game I can get into and there's a story to it and an immersive world versus you know you got seventeen different machine guns and fifteen hundred different paint jobs you can put on them. Why? And they want you to spend real world money. See, that's where Fortnite is. It's free to play, but all the extras you gotta pay for. That's what I was noticing. If you want to dress up your character, make them do stupid dances, uh, get special flags or something, I don't know. There was all kinds of stuff to customize. And I'm like, I don't care. I can't. What does it even matter what my guy looks like? <laughs> exactly. And what, what kills me is when it's a first-person shooter and people are spending money to dress their, their characters up this way. Mm-hmm. You don't even see yourself. It's not a third-person perspective. I you do. You, you literally do not see yourself. I still remember in 2006 when I had a kid that worked for me explain to me that he spent real money for fake money. I'm like, wait. So you took real money and you gave it to somebody, and then they gave you fake computer money. Yes. I'm like, explain it to me again. Yeah, and they explained to me, and I'm like, <laughs> "So you took real money that had actual value, gave it to somebody for fake computer money with no value?" Yes. Well, all I, right. You're you're paying somebody for their time and effort that was spent in generating that uh, game currency. Well, also, whatever you got to like, tell yourself. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to defend the practice. I'm just saying, mm -hmm. like, it's it's an actual, you know, uh, what do they call it, microeconomy? Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, it, it depends on the type of game. Like, if you go to a... Slash Ponzi scheme. 
if you go to a game like Grand Theft Auto Online, you start off, I believe, with a car, your character, one weapon. Every bit of money you get on, in, in the online version of Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. has to be earned through either completing missions with other people, robbing yeah. people, robbing stores, doing heist. I mean, it's, they've even got it to where you, if you have enough money, you can buy nightclubs and you have to run the nightclub online. Right. Now, this is, that's cool, but where, where it gets a little sketchy in my book is they have these things called shark cards for Grand Theft Auto Online. For like $100 real cash, you can get $100 million in cash for Grand Theft Auto Online. And I'm like, why don't just play the game? Is it you can do that through Rockstar? Like you yeah. give them $100 and they say that? I'm just like, and you can just play the game and get money that way. I mean, it's like, it's basically pay to win, pay to where you can get all the best stuff right. without having to earn it. And I mean, I guess, you know, their attitude is, well, if there's idiots out there that want to hand me $100. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, Chris, you <laughs> described it as like some sort of Ponzi scheme, but really, it's not a scheme because nobody feels like they're getting ripped off, right? The person who spent real money on in-game money gets to go online and into their game and spend all that and get all the joy of of whatever joy that happens to give them. You know, get all the special stuff and the cool cars and all that shit. I mean, I don't think anybody feels like they were ripped off by it. They're, it's, nope. a, it's an actual service that people want to pay for. When I feel I'm ripped off is when I buy a game, brand new, for 60 bucks. And they go, because <clears throat> this, this has been a thing. Oh, do you want the season pass? Okay, so what's the season pass? Well, we're gonna, they're going to release like four bundles of downloadable content over the next year. Right. If you buy them individually, it's twenty bucks a pop. So you're automatically looking at eighty bucks, or you can spend fifty bucks and get a thirty dollar discount. Well, they've even gotten slicker now. Now they have what they they, they call and stuff that hasn't even come out yet. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so they've gotten slicker. So what they've done is that used to if you bought the season pass, everything that they came out with for that game, for the life of that game, you got for that one price. Now they break it up into seasons. And the seasons aren't even calendar years. The seasons yeah. are like six months. So you, like, a game like Destiny 2 that I bought, and they were like, you know, you can get the season pass for another 50 bucks. I'm like, so you want me to drop 110 bucks to get the complete game? I didn't do it, but I was like, because I'll wait and see what the shit looks like before I spend the money on it. Thank you very much. Right. However, now they've got season three or whatever, and it's like $80. So if you want all the latest content, and I'm like, how much money do I got to drop into this game before I get the full fucking game? I, I mean, it, it's like yeah. going to McDonald's and going, how much for a Big Mac? Well, it's $350, but you only get the bun. Right. Well, it used to be, I mean, games like Mario, you could play over and over again and unlock all kinds of like special star levels and all kinds of shit and find different ways to beat it and all that shit. And then, yeah, there was, and the idea of putting all the secret and extra stuff in there has always been there, but the idea that it's now being charged for instead of just something that you should be discovering or 
I don't know. It it does seem gratuitous. Uh, it's that's a big part of what's kept me away from a lot of modern games. Yeah, I mean, I, I at because one it, point, it's it's cyclic, right? I mean, you, you're like, okay, I'm gonna buy this game system for like three, four hundred dollars, and I'm gonna buy this game for sixty dollars, right? But if I'm really gonna get the most out of the game, then I'm gonna want to spend more money. So I can get everything. Otherwise, I feel like I'm missing out on something, right? Then I've spent all this money on the game. So now I'm like, well, I spent all this money on this game. I got to spend some time playing this shit so I can actually get my money's worth out of it. Now I'm spending way more time than I want to playing the video game. <laughs> well, I can tell you from I didn't I didn't have ability to play online till like 2007, almost 2008, and I used to buy games. And had no idea about this entire world of downloadable content. You know, I just knew that I didn't have a, a, a high-speed internet connection. There was no way I could play the, the multiplayer. I just thought it was, I'm, okay, I'm missing out on competitive online stuff. I can live with that. And I used to buy a lot more games. Now, I probably make like four or five game purchases a year. And I think real long and hard about how much money I'm going to have to spend before it's all said and done to have the complete game. And weigh that against, do I even want to bother buying this thing? Yeah. So it's kind of, I, I understand like they're going for the disposable income teenage crowd, but it's also kind of had the you know opposite effect on older people who have a budget because it's like, I'm not dropping $180 on a game to get the complete game. Yeah, it if does I seem hate- like it's gouging. Yeah, if I hand you 60 bucks, I want the fucking full game. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's downloadable content for the latest version of Zelda that I purchased for my Switch. But that's, uh, I think, in total, if you buy all of the extra stuff, it's $20. And I looked at it, and it's a lot of shit. I mean, it's like a whole other game that you can play in there. Well, see, that's... Where they really get you, and Chris, you might remember this if if you were playing Madden recently enough, is like the the Madden Ultimate teams, where you you know you you can go into a marketplace online and buy players, and of course the better the player, the more Madden coins or whatever it takes to buy. Now you can sit and grind it out for weeks upon weeks upon weeks upon weeks to get enough to get one really good player or you can go to the store drop thirty dollars on, on a you know xbox live card put it mm-hmm. in your into your uh, account and get four or five good players and start whooping people's ass online because they can't you know because you're going to run into people who aren't going to be able to do that and it's just like it, it and, i don't know it, it's ruined it's ruined gaming a lot in my mind unless you really love a game and you just don't mind grinding it out I, it, it's it's just not worth it, especially if playing online is your is your ultimate goal. Because eventually, you're going to run into groups of people, and you're they're going to be the ones that pay to win. And it's no fun getting your ass stomped by yes, an eight year old saying you know you prefer the company of men, and your parents weren't married when they had you, you know. So, right, and, and on top of how serious some a lot of people seem to take this game. Uh, Fortnite in particular, I guess I'm thinking about. Um, I think that's what's also going to keep me from playing it. Because 
And you can't just have a casual fun game, right? Not if you want to win. I mean, I mean, again, it's like why, like I said, I went on, uh, I think it was some kind of company thing that I went to that was paintball. And it was with a lot of guys who were like super serious and into what they were doing. And I'm like, can't we, aren't we just out here playing army? Like, can we enjoy ourselves? I, I know the types. They're the, they show up in full-on camo. They got, like, the, the, the bandolier so they can quickly reload, like, their paintball whatever thing. And they're like, you know, yeah, okay, so get over there, and you get over there and flank them over here and blah, 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 blah. And right. We, we have They've the got a tumbleweed tied to their back, and they're hiding in the bush. Exactly. they got a ghillie suit on and shit. <laughs> it's like... How much? How much jarhead have you watched, man? You realize this isn't this isn't this is paintball, right? You get this, right? No, and that's that's we did a oh, I had a Christmas party one year for a company I worked for, and we did what was it called? Ski ball or something? I don't know. It's like you're in a go kart and you gotta put a ball in a basketball hoop and you pass it to other people and stuff. And I found out real quick there's a lot of super competitive assholes I worked with. And I was one of them. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just didn't like what I turned into because I was like, you know, yeah, how the fuck learn to pick up a pass? You know, and they're like, dude, seriously, calm down. Go get a drink from the open bar. What's wrong? It's a, it's a Christmas party. We're celebrating peace on earth. And you're over here like it's the Manson family Christmas special. Calm down. Oh, God. I'd like to see that Christmas special. I think Quentin Tarantino's making it, isn't he? Isn't he doing a, a Manson movie? <laughs> yes, he is. Be lots of red. So what else is going on? Oh, I tried out the new DC app today. The what is it called? DC Universe. I signed up for my free trial. Oh, speak of DC, I saw Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck are out. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of interesting what's happening at DC. I think that Ben Affleck has been on the fence for a while. Rehab been, sealing the deal. And it's been rather cagey. I think, yeah, that might have something to do with it, too. But I, I think a lot of people were surprised to hear that Henry Cavill is not going to be playing Superman again, which I don't know. I, most of what I heard is cited as rumor, and there's the idea that Warner Brothers is kind of floating this rumor out there to judge fan reaction. You know, if there's a big uproar and a lot of people start tagging uh, Warner Brothers or or DC with, you know, we want more Henry Cavill as Superman, then maybe they'll stick with him. At the same time, rumors also mysteriously floated out that uh, amongst the other possible contenders for a new Superman was uh, Michael B. Jordan. So possibly this was a way to not only float the idea of maybe not Henry Cavill as Superman, but what if we had a black Superman? Would you guys like that? Oh, boy. Sure. Let's do it. I'm dead serious. Let's do it. And then everybody shut the fuck up. We're going to make 007, a trans Asian woman. We're going to make fucking, we're going to have every gay person played by a straight person, every every straight person played by a non-binary person, because it's all acting. It's make believe. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: like, there's, there's, uh, it depends on what your character is about as to what they can be. 
you know, um, Superman's story is a story of an alien trying to fit in. Rogue could have been played by a real Kryptonian. Stealing so, Kryptonian jobs. <laughs> right. So Superman really can be anything, really. I, there's no reason why he can't. Now, uh, well, Mark Bernardin has pointed out the reason why Batman kind of has to be played by a white guy. Because uh, a lot... Because he's rich? <laughs> I, well, rich and powerful family. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. But it's not just that. There's, there's a lot about what, you know... Batman is shaped by his upbringing, and that upbringing is one of, uh, you know, a very rich white family. So that that's kind of part of Batman's story. Being white or being male, there, for that respect, isn't really part of Superman's story at all. It's in the name, man. Yeah. Yeah, super non-binary. But he's got to at least have a pee-pee. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Penis is not a man make. Super it. Super they. Hey, you know what? Whatever brings brings about the crumble of all this horse shit quicker so we can get back to just reality. Let all these people have their fantasy bullshit. We're none of we're we're we're, we're just we're just all the exact same people. There's absolutely no difference between anybody. And then just let the, the whole thing come crumbling down and then the cream will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm, that's where I'm at. I'm like, fine, fuck it. I don't care. They get a trans, can uh, yep. a trans person play Supergirl? Well, you know, I, it's, I, I don't know if we ever yes. talked about it, but they were talking about at one point bringing in Idris Elba to play 007. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would have been cool for this one reason. That would explain why 007 has changed who's played him over the years. 007 is not a person, it's a designation given right. by the British government. To their top secret agent. Even, uh, I mean, it's been handled by different people differently, but the idea that James Bond is a moniker that's given to whoever secret agent is designated 007. Exactly, yes. Like that, that the name goes with the designation. Yeah. I mean, and I was like, that would be kind of cool to explore that. You could even, you could even have kind of a passing of the torch between Daniel Craig and Idris Elba, you know, and I would be fine with that. That makes sense. You can make a sensible story out of it. It's the shit when it's like, okay, so in the DC universe, Superman is, how is it, Henry Cavill or whatever his name is? Cavill, yeah. Cavill. And then the next movie, he's Wallace from The Wire. Sure. <laughs> Superman flew too close to the sun, like repeatedly, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's the deepest hand I've ever seen there. Clark. Right. Well, I mean, if it sounds like what they have on their hands is having to just reboot everything. It wouldn't right. be a bad idea. I mean, if you lose Superman and Batman, it doesn't really matter how strong Wonder Woman and Aquaman are. Aquaman's still if gay. You, you, you're probably going to have to recast the whole lot or else, it's, or else people are just going to be confused. Who's gay, well, they, Aquaman it, or the Green it, Lantern? I mean, if they if they end up recasting the whole Justice League, then I see no reason why. Uh, I mean, any number of characters couldn't be any number of races. I'd still stick with Batman as being a white dude, but it, I'd be hard-pressed to find a reason why anybody else couldn't be. I mean, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all three of those not human. 
Well, because you, I mean, you know it's you know it's going you know what's going to happen is 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 the 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 you know the usual suspects are going to come out and say this is like white genocide or some shit like when they tried to say that shit about the new Star Wars movies and it's like really oh, okay Hooper X there you go every time you bring up the Holy Trilogy a white boy got to pull Lando out of his ass. I mean, literally, I thought I was watching a Kevin Smith skit, and no, this was people actually getting online, getting upset, and saying, you know, they're erasing white people from Star Wars. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's Star Wars. I forget the guy's name, but one of the guys responsible for the uh, comic skate thing uh, had ordered, like, (laughs) dozens of Rose Tico dolls in order to destroy them on his YouTube channel. That's right. Give... Disney, your money—they don't give a fuck what you do with it once it's gone, once it's in their hand. And he also reviewed a recent copy, uh, number one issue of Border Town, a comic that deals a lot with race, and uh, gave it a very negative review, and then stabbed it with a knife <laughs> right in the face of the black character. Coincidentally, it's almost like he was aiming. Well, you know, I, I, let's. Let's 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 drop the you know the bullshit and 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 be honest for a sec here. There is a grain of truth to diversity being a polite way of saying everything but the standard norm. And if you see American entertainment as the standard norm is John and Jane Doe white bread who have missionary sex and then climb into their separate beds at night, then diversity means everything but them. Mm-hmm. All right. And, yeah, no one else would fucking tolerate that, and nor should they. No one else would be fucking minimized like that. I don't give a fuck how much in control they fucking were or perceived to be or anything. There would be fucking people that go, wait a minute, fuck you. I mean, it's like when anytime, any, we've heard these arguments before. Any, oh, anytime you see black people in a movie, they're in the ghetto and they're criminals and it's the hood, right? But did you can't, it can't be just normal people that, that, that live in South Central LA. Can't be normal people that live in Detroit. Got to be gangsters or criminals or, you know, some something along those lines. It's like, yeah, that's a valid that's a valid statement, and it was a valid statement when it was like, oh, okay, so every bad guy has to be an Arab now, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that's that's kind of fucked up too, but that doesn't mean that automatically. The the opposite of that, the flip side of that is now every bad guy's a white male or female who happen to enjoy straight sex, and that's 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 bad for some reason. It's like come the fuck on, you want to, you want to, you want to, Chris. I know you were joking. Who's gayer, Aquaman or Green Lantern? Well, Green Lantern's a core of Green Lanterns. They're all over the fucking universe. They're aliens. They're yeah, and they all get gay. gay together. Yes, yes. Just like just like the Marine Corps, the Green Lantern Corps <laughs> is homoerotic as fuck. Okay, they work so. hard. They play hard. Yes, they work buddy. hard and they gay hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's like you can do anything you want. You can have anybody from the Green Green Lantern Corps be anything. A fucking a rock who's sentient. It doesn't fucking matter as long as you can slip a ring on it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, part of this fight, it, and there's, that's an argument that's been made a lot that, you know, these uh, 
nobody should be taking these classic characters and trying and reimagine them just to attract new viewers. They're like, well, just make make new characters. You know, why do, why do we have to have a black Superman? Why not? Why can't we just make another superhero that is black? And meanwhile, the especially at the the comic book level, you know, they understand it's like really difficult to actually introduce new characters, especially if you want those characters to sell their own comic books with their name on it. You know, the X Men or the or uh, I don't know, any number of Inhumans or what have you, it's really easy just to go, oh, here's a new one. Uh, I don't know, this guy's got scales and wings, and he talks with a Scottish accent. Um, yeah, just, shit you comes can just out of make his him face. Up. Right, yeah, you can just make it. shit up. And then maybe that character will really catch on, and then maybe that character will be able to have his own line of comics. He's so popular, like Deadpool. Deadpool wasn't created like this guy is definitely a lead. He's really out there and crazy. I mean, Deadpool was kind of a ridiculously stupid assassin, a complete take on Deathstroke and with the Spider-Man mask. And then eventually people started writing him with some personality. And that personality caught on. But see, the problem yeah. I see with, with okay, you, Captain America is a masked hero. Mm-hmm. His identity isn't him running around with his face hanging out in public. In the yeah. movies, it is because you know Chris, they pay Chris Evans a lot of money, and he's a pretty man. We got to make sure we got to have the money maker on display. Right. In the comic books, it's not that way. You can put someone else in that in that costume. Same with Spider Man. Even though you say you could, it, you'd be hard, you know that I can't remember who what his name was. The dude, Mark Bernard. Mark yeah. Bernard. Thank you. Made an argument that Batman, you know, should probably stay a white guy. Whatever. Superman. I hate to break it to the to the Comicsgate folks and to the SJWs who want you know everything to be whatever the fuck. They tried that when they killed off Superman. Yeah, they had a bunch of different people who were vying for the title of Superman, including Steel, which was, if I remember correctly, a black man. Yep. So guess what? John Henry. It's been really. Mm-hmm. John Henry, like the fucking I, like, yeah, he was a steel driver man. <laughs> that one, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize they went that was it route. Spelled S T E L E. No, it's, it was steel. It was like Shaq made a fucking movie called Steel. Was that based on that? Was he a superhero in that movie? Um, I'm I'm unclear on that. <laughs> it was. It's, I think it's, I understood that it was supposed to be derivative of the Steel character from DC, but I don't know if there was any actual like licensing agreement going on there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, long story short, this shit's been tried, guys. They tried Superman with long hair. They tried Superman with a black outfit. They tried Superman being more edgy. Uh, guess what? Unless you just take Superman out of the public consciousness for a, a very long period of time and reintroduce him completely and people buy into the 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 the, the retconned completely Superman, you're going to have people bitching and complaining going, well, this isn't the Superman I was raised on. And I understand that. I completely understand that. I mean, like I said, I've never... I never... When in, in Iron Man comics, when... James Rhodes took over for Tony Stark when he was too drunk to be Iron Man for like the 20-issue arc that he did. 
it fit the story. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it they they did it because the story called for it versus people calling for the story to be molded to fit their their expectations. Mm-hmm. To me, that's where you're that's where you that's where you're shaking hands with the devil with your art even worse than you do when you mix art and commerce in the first place. Because now you're pandering. Right. Now you're trying to make art based on public opinion. Exactly. And that's not just all the criticism that people have for the new Star Trek, new Star Wars movies, whatever the fuck. Okay. And I'm one of them. We've, we've covered this on this show. I don't want them to fucking redo the fucking movies. I don't want like Disney to go, huh, those episode seven and eight. That was just a joke. Those was jokes. Y'all here's the new, here's the real ones. Psych. Yeah. Mm. You know, like I, it's just, I, look, I didn't like the movie. It's okay. I liked Rogue One. I know people that hate Rogue, hated Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that's one of that, Empire Rogue One. That's how it goes for me so far. I literally forced myself to sit through Solo today. I fell asleep trying to watch that movie <laughs> three times. Really? I mean, I don't, I, think, I don't think it's great by any stretch, but it's a fun movie. It bounces along. It's, I, thought, I found it really enjoyable. I I was just like first of all, what does is David Fincher directing this? I thought it was fucking uh, uh, Opie. Can someone pay a light bill? Like everything's <laughs> dark and sepia tone constantly, <laughs> and and then like like I just didn't buy Homeboy as as Han Solo. I was like, eh, all right, whatever. And then uh, Donald is it Glover? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, all right. I can I can I can see what he's doing. He's kind of playing, like he kind of nailed that young Lando, kind of like uh, Carl Urban nailed. Uh, he was doing a version of DeForest Kelly when he was playing Bones in the new Star Trek movies, and so I was like, all right, mm-hmm. I can get with that. And then his cringeworthy fucking droid, whatever the fuck. I was like, oh god, really? Really? First of all, her name's L three three seven. That's Leet Speak. That is a 20-year-old meme they named this character after. <laughs> Way to keep your finger on the pulse of popular culture, Disney. Here's the pulse of popular culture. Here's your finger deep in your own asshole. Okay. Now, I don't think I've ever seen the character's name. <laughs> Hold on. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> and then the whole time... The, the, resistance! Blah, blah, blah. And it's just cringeworthy. And it's not like... The lines were cringeworthy. Just the delivery of them was like, oh, my God, this is so ham-handed. Yeah. No, I agree with you on that. And over the top. It could have been done in a much more toned-down, serious way. It was almost like played for laughs, but you know there was deeper meaning behind it. Right. They wanted to have it both ways. Yeah. And, I mean, it's and then, like, the end was just, oh, double cross, triple cross, quadruple cross, uh, quad cross. You know, and I was just like, okay, all right, I, I get it, I get it. This is the, this is this is the usual suspects, the Han Solo story. Got it. Yeah, okay, right. wonderful. You know, <laughs> I'm surprised Chewie didn't start limping away and just start walking all normal and just get into a thing, like you know, just take off and Chaz Palmateri run out like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, it was. And at the end, Han rips off his mask, and it's Greedo. <laughs> that's why he's that's why he shot uh 
Woody the bartender first. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, and it, it was it was kind of cool seeing like you know, okay, so the Falcon looks one way. Oh, okay, so that was the escape pod, and this is why you got the round uh, communications dish instead of the square one because it got knocked off. And oh, right, yeah. And, and this is why the guns look different because they got sheared off, and oh, you know, it's it had enough Easter eggs where I was like, okay, but it's just, and it, I didn't fall asleep because it, it was a horrible movie. I just fell asleep because I was like, okay, when is something cool gonna happen? Like, like really cool that I don't see coming going to happen. Like when that the the resistance fighters that you weren't supposed to know were resistance fighters. When when that kid took her helmet off, I was like, "Of course, I knew it, I knew it." I was like, "Come on now, look at everybody surrounding these these people on this planet. This is not going to be a Lily White, you know, Daisy Ridley's younger sister doing this. This is going to be, you know, a a person of color of whatever." And I was like, "Of course, come on." I'm like, "Really, really," and then. The whole, well, we're the beginning of the resistance. Do you want to join? It's like, okay, all right, I get it, but I don't know. They, I really think they need to stop. I think a lot of people need to stop this, to be honest with you, in, 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 in popular culture. Stop with the fucking prequels. Let's move the story forward. That's why I'm actually guardedly excited about this new Star Trek show that's been announced that's going to follow Picard 20 years after the end of the next generation. Because mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about all the bullshit retconning they've done with the, the history of Star Trek. Show me something new. You know what I'm saying? Like, what has happened since? That's what I'm interested in. Like, I tried to watch Gotham. Right. I'm like, I know these fucking stories, and you're just going to put an ironic twist on them so hipsters can feel like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Well, if you've read the comic books... Half these characters have been killed off and brought back to life so many times. You know, it, it, it's like reading the Bible. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't understand the the, the prequel. I mean, first of all, you're already in a box as far as what kind of story you can tell, right? I mean, why wouldn't you want to tell either something that furthers the, the current story of whatever whatever it is that you're adding to or branches off in some way or some alternate history. So you can have some freedom to just tell a good story and not be hamstrung in that fashion. Because you're never going to be able to satisfy everyone in that aspect, first of all. You know, you'll have people are just like, oh, that's not how I saw it playing out. And others that are like, well, if you actually follow these movies and these clues show that uh, none of this actually happened in this prequel movie. And people are just going to pick it apart. And it doesn't, like, Han Solo, or Solo, rather, was just an enjoyable, fun movie in and of itself. But as far as any attempt to fill in background or, or deepen that story, it failed miserably on all of those. I mean... All of it was, first of all, unimportant story details that were just like filled in for jokes, like the 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 dish thing, the the satellite dish. You know, so what? <laughs> like it was just there so that people can be like, "Aha! Look, that's why." And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and it, the, the something that they lose when they do these prequels is. You can't really build any tension with the characters. Case in point, when they were trying to escape the 
the, uh, the, the, the mining planet, the spice mining planet, and Lando got shot. I'm like, oh, my God, is Childish Gambino going to die? No, because I've fucking seen him in two other Star Wars movies. Yeah. He's in the ninth one, for fuck's sake. I mean, it's like, really? And it, Okay, so now I'm supposed to care about the chick from fucking Westworld who was in it for five minutes, uh, some CGI alien who got shot in the soldier, shoulder and somehow bled out in like two minutes, and Woody Harrelson. What about the That's black droid? Black droid. In Solo? Yeah. Yeah. I'm of the opinion that that was supposed to be a, a, a black woman droid. It's Lando's friend. Oh, I mean, I picked up that it was supposed <laughs> to be a female droid, which is funny because... With the, she had the big hips and the attitude. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did pick up the whole, you know, Lando cares about me in a way that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm like, is he fucking that robot? He's fucking that robot, dude. He's dicking that robot down proper. And she's just like, eh, he throws some good dick at me, but eh, I don't think it can really work out between us. I'm supposed to believe Childish Gambino's having sex with that robot. But he can get all the space pussy. It's Lando. Lando would fuck. A fish, I mean, uh, like a fish person. That's it, that was how his character was portrayed right off the bat. Yeah, you'd like him. He's a scoundrel, you know. That was how he was presented before you even saw it. Was Billy D. Williams, and then he comes strolling out like, "Hey there, Han, what's up with your white ass, little Colt forty-five? You know, and it's like, you know, boom. There's your character. So I, I don't know it. That rough draft hey, of the original's uh, dialogue from Lucas. Well, actually, I was going off of an old Flash cartoon of Star Wars: The College Years, <laughs> where where Yoda's partying at his fraternity, and Lando and Chewie show up, and Lando walks up, he's like, "Yoda, what's up with Joe Green ass? Want some Coke forty five? And he's like, "Whiskey is the true Jedi drink, you know." And he's just fucking back. <laughs> 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 you had to be there. You had to see it. Sorry, <laughs> but no. I mean, overall, it's like okay. It was. It was. It was a movie. I'm like okay. I, I'm not like wow. I wasted my time. But I don't know if I'd like rewatch it. If it was on, there was nothing else. But I don't know if I'd sit down and be like, I got to put this movie in, and you know, really give this another watching. I'm good. I'm, and I kind of wonder is that because. I'm getting older, and the wonderment of these movies just isn't there because I'm older and more jaded and cynical, or is it because these movies just I, they I don't think take the time to build up the characters like they built up in the originals? I, I think a good part of it is because there's uh, so much competition out there. There's, uh, there's so many actually good movies of this genre and even just of Star Wars to watch that, yeah, you've really got to, if you don't bring it all, you can't just get away with like having a named character that people are already predispositioned to. Well, I mean, as much as I enjoyed the spectacle of the of the prequel Star Wars movies at the time, the only character I had any type of like felt any type of uh, even remote emotional connection to mm-hmm. was Obi Wan, and that's totally due to Ewan McGregor's acting ability. I right. didn't like. I didn't really care about. 
oh, look, there's Samuel L. Jackson. Well, he's not around in the other movies, so he's going to end up dead sometime around the third movie. You know, there's oh, there's Yoda and Chewie. They're safe. They're in the they're in the next you know set of movies. Like n- none of the characters that they were like oh you know their their fate is up for grabs. I was like I don't give a shit. I just didn't care. It's and it I just feel like they just weren't fleshed out good characters. Han Solo, you mm-hmm. give a shit about because in that whole Cantana Cantana say it with me now. Cantina Cantina scene. Thank you. Uh, you learn everything you need to know about him as 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 his character, but like any good character, there's more layers to him. The longer he's on screen, the more you get to know him. Mm-hmm. But you know the 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 core of what he you know he is is presented right there, you know, and it's done without being shoved down your throat, chasing that space pussy. Exactly. Well, I mean, just think about think about him sitting there talking with Luke and Obi Wan about taking them to Alderaan. And when they get up and leave, he looks at Chewie, he's like, hot damn, we got some suckers and we got our money. Yet he was just smooth as shit, selling them on, yeah, I'll get you there in style, baby. It's the fastest, you know, ship in the galaxy. Haven't you heard of the Millennium Falcon? Yet meanwhile, he was like, whew, I'm glad they took, they, they offered us that money, because if not, I'd be sitting in the Sarlacc pit about right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's that depth to his character that in these new movies, I'm just like, I don't see it. Like even the the forced romance between him and uh, what what's her face uh, Kira I think was her character's name. I was just like they're obviously they don't end up together. She didn't have Ben Solo. That's not her kid. I mean it's 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 real easy to see where this was going. I was kind of shocked they brought out Darth Maul at the end. That was kind of interesting. But now oh, yeah, it's like, I forgot he was even in that. <laughs> Yeah, he's the head of the the, 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 the gangster organization. And it's like, okay, so you bring that out, but now what? Hey. Most likely there will never be a sequel to that movie. That movie did not crack $400 million worldwide. That is a failure in Disney's eyes. I doubt there's going to be a sequel, a no. direct sequel to that movie. Oh, no, yeah, they're done. The Jar Jar Banks movie is going to be next. But... Yeah, so there's my way too late, no one asked for it review of Solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm glad I liked it a lot more than I liked the other, uh, uh, what is it, The Last Jedi. But, uh, I mean, I kind of expected it when I heard they were having problems and they switched directors and they sent the lead actor. They wanted him to, to take acting lessons in the middle of filming the movie. I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> this <laughs> This doesn't bode well. You know, this is Chris and I understand this 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 comparison. It's like when your team is on a losing streak and the general manager comes out and goes, "We have nothing but confidence for our head coach. He's not going anywhere." Right. Well, that, that's another thing that that hamstrings a prequel, right? If if you want to believe this is a young version of that character, then the first thing they look for is, well, who looks like a young version of that character? Not who could best play that character. So it severely limits they who you can cast in the first place. They listen to me and got Chris Pratt at the beginning. They just saved themselves the trouble, but they had to go get this guy. You know, I like the movie. Yeah. No, you know what? They they should have got Chris Pratt. They should have then changed the name of the movie, made it not about Han Solo. <laughs> just about some guy who got wrapped up in the beginning of the of the uh intergalactic war and they probably would have had a better movie on their hands yeah because the stakes would be for real right if there's characters 
that we don't know, that we don't know survive for a fact, then you're, there's actual tension there. Are they going to kill this character? Yes. I mean, that's, that, I guess that's my one beef with <coughs> Rogue One was once they started wholesale killing the, 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 the real Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, they're just going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there was, there was never any doubt in my mind. Once, once, once the gay couple got killed, I was like, it's done. Everybody's gone. You know, that's, that's just how they're going to do this movie. It's going to be like the Dirty Dozen or something. Like, everybody dies. No one survives. And I'm like, eh, you could have had, like, you know, one person escape. You know, the guy from the night, the night in question. I can't remember his character's name, but the, the former Imperial pilot. You could have had him escape or something. But, you know, I, that's an artistic choice, I guess. It worked. I mean, I, I actually was like, wow, that sucks. These two characters that I just got to know for two hours are killing off right here at the end of the movie, and I actually liked them. Mm. You know? But uh, uh, according to the, 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 the Star Wars is promoting white male genocide, I'm supposed to not like them because they weren't white males. By the way, I, I just I, I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to like Poe because the actor is supposedly not white. I'm, I'm sorry. What accent does he speak with? Wait, what? Poe from the, from the, from the new Star <laughs> oh, Wars movie. Oscar movies, Isaac. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not white. Yeah, he's brown-ish. Ish. He looks tan to me. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like, it's not like he's up there like speaking broken English, and you're like, "Huh? Turn on the fucking." Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's not <laughs> talking like Balky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like I wow. So they, they consider Poe being part of the whitewashing of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> I think it was the reverse. They considered it oh. part of the getting rid of the white people from the Star Wars universe. And I'm like, really? that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah, the white, oh, whitewashing. Yeah. yeah, whitewashing. Okay. And I'm like, how much more white Poe's got to be? He's probably got a mayonnaise sandwich pack for his lunch. Right. I mean, I just didn't get it. And I'm like, all right, well, I can't keep up with who I'm supposed to be angry at. Can I get a score sheet? <laughs> <laughs> from both sides here because you know i'm supposed to be angry about this angry about this angry about this i'm just angry that i don't like these movies that's what i'm angry about <laughs> i don't care about who's winning you know i don't know fancy outrage draft pretty much well anyways now we've gotten all the nerd shit we usually save to the end dumped in the front we want to get to the you said something about the uh continuing saga of the Trump bunch. The Trump bunch. Oh, well, uh, Manafort looks like he's going to actually take a deal and uh, testify against the president. He's going to flip on me. Yep. Flipping, flipping should be illegal. It's like, what, what are you, Paul Sorvino from fucking Goodfellas? <laughs> Seriously? He, he reminds me of that character in the... In the in, when he starts talking like that, those characters that like get in debt to the mobsters and the Sopranos, and they're like, "So if I do this for you, I'm 100 percent well." And they're like, "Listen to the tough guy here, 100 percent well." Where'd you learn that one? You know, like, stop trying to talk like you're a mobster, dude. You're just a jackass. That's all you are. <laughs> it's, it's stream of consciousness. Just whatever pops in the old brain box comes out of Donnie John's mouth. Oh God. Have you so, seen his uh, approval numbers recently? I mean, from from what news source? Because one says yeah. it's 100% and the other says zero. 
Well, and I'm an idiot because I don't buy either of them. Oh, this was uh, I can't remember the name of it. So it was pull that starts with a Q. It's this really long name. Oh, Quinnipiac. Is that the one? Is yeah. that a small town in like North Dakota? What the uh, fuck? Connecticut, actually. Is sounds it? like sounds like something in like Minnesota that they have a minor league hockey team. Quinnipiac. Okay. So what was his numbers? Oh, I don't. I mean, he's still holding strong amongst Republicans. I mean, one one of the questions was asked was uh, I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but it basically the questioning was, is Donald Trump competent enough to be president? And it was well over fifty percent with moderates, a damn near ninety percent with uh, liberals, and seven percent with conservatives. Wait, what? So, Seven percent with conservatives think he's competent to be president. No, think that he's incompetent. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, incompetent. That the, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, I was going to say, yeah. I, uh, does it matter at this point? He is president. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Reagan had yeah. Reagan had Alzheimer's in office, and well, I think that. But what we're really looking at here is how much. Trump can affect the midterm election. Well, this goes back to a subject we touched on a few weeks ago. This, that's why I think that, that this governor race in Florida is being made such a big deal. Because this is Trump's boy versus mm-hmm. the, the progressive stand-in for Bernie Sanders. And I mean, uh, I forget the Republican's name. He's got Trump's blessing. The Democrats had the, the, his, the net nominee, he's had Bernie stumping for him. I mean, it's kind of like a by proxy runoff so well and if you think about it too as long as his base still likes him they're fine with the midterms because republican base is generally old people who votes in the midterms old people you know it, it, if his approval among his base wasn't that good uh, then i think they might have something to worry about but as long as republicans are approving of him i mean that's that's fine they got to approve of them for the next eight weeks because that's when the election is. Yeah. I mean, I wonder... It's not necessarily a given that if you, just because you're old and you vote, you're voting Republican. And I think that'll continue to be less so. But I, I, if the idea that part of this blue wave is dependent on younger people getting out and voting... That's still kind of scary. I mean, NPR had a piece today about uh, about younger voters, and they're talking to some kid who's like, "Well, I don't, I don't even know like how to vote. Where do I go? What should I bring with me?" And like, it just reminds me of Step Brothers. There's inclement weather. Where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> The fucking yeah, yeah. Catalina wine mixer. That's yeah, like, <laughs> right. Like, if you want to find out how to beat, you know, the final boss in fucking the new God of War game, you're online and have all the answers within seconds. You could literally. So this type really in. shows like how important it is to you that you couldn't be bothered. Well, I'm concerned about the current climate of politics, and I'm definitely not for Donald Trump, but 
I nobody's shown me how to vote. I couldn't be bothered so to type in do where do I, I vote in my Google search bar. <laughs> right. That was too much. I should like, type into Pornhub. I couldn't be bothered to sit a regular Google search. If it's if it's too much for you to just do a couple Google searches, then there's no way you're making any brain space to actually set aside the time to go. Oh yeah, I have to remember to vote on Tuesday. Maybe you shouldn't be allowed to vote. If you can't Google, if you can't figure out where to vote, you shouldn't be allowed where to vote. Well, I mean, I don't think it speaks to the uh, the person's intelligence, right? They could the person has probably Googled any number of things and found out things they didn't know before. It's about how important it is to them, which reads as not at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even registering. Well, this is also just like not even as a general curiosity. I mean, like you Google shit like. How many albums did Journey have? Too many. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then spend 20 minutes reading a Wikipedia page about stuff that you never cared about. But something actually important. You just watched a YouTube video on Minecraft for four hours. Right. <laughs> I don't have the time to go vote. <laughs> well, this also doesn't paint certain people in a very good light. I mean, I understand that typically Republicans want less people to vote because that usually means they're going to win mm-hmm. and Democrats want more people to vote because that typically means they're going to win. But to be like, there's just people that don't know how to vote. It's like, dude, could we have found a different way to phrase that? Like you're making them sound like you're literally wheeling a vegetable up there, putting their hand on the button and pressing their finger for them. <laughs> you know, like this is some Chicago shit, you know, like, Wow, this whole cemetery voted five times. You know, it's like, come on, man. And I mean, I understand that, you know, you want to make sure people are who they say they are, et cetera, et cetera. Do you really think that there's like entire groups of people fighting to get to the polls and fraudulently vote? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm talking like enough to make a difference. I mean, come on. You just show, you show your fucking voter registration Less than one percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's 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 fear mongering, and it's 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 really it's fear mongering from both sides. One side's got a little bit more of a legit point in the well, you know, one day they could make it too complicated to where you couldn't afford this, or you couldn't, you have to do this, and you can't do it in time. But the other side's like, oh man, there's just roving gangs of children running around voting random mm-hmm. shit. No, there's not. Well, I mean, it's like the voter ID laws. I mean, a poll poll tax is a poll tax. It doesn't matter how much it is. That's antithetical to our setup. I still... We don't don't charge people. We don't require... What's wrong with verifying your address, that making sure that you are voting where you're supposed to? They have a system. Well, wait a minute. Isn't that what your voter registration card is? It tells you where to go to vote. It mm-hmm. gives your current address or the address, at least if if you're or you know if you if you're dumb like me and you change it within thirty days of voting, you can't vote. At least that's how it was the last election. They said, "Well, you're in the wrong place." And I was like, "Well, I just changed my address." Well, you shouldn't have done it thirty days before. I, really, really, okay. But I mean, if I have my voter registration card and yes, this is my address, I've never had to flash a picture ID ever. That's all I have to hand them. Yep. Right, because you're already registered to vote. And, I mean, if you're not registered to vote and you show up to vote, 
this kind of falls back on maybe you're too dumb to vote. What if you're like me and you haven't seen your voter registration card since you registered to vote when you were 18, 20 fucking years ago? Be a better citizen, Chris. <laughs> but you don't. But you, I mean, you know where your poll is. So you don't need it. Well, yeah, when you change your address, you get it in the mail, and then you don't put it in your wallet. I bet you don't carry a copy of your registration in your wallet, and it's not signed either, is no, it? No, I actually, I actually do. <laughs> so there. <laughs> The card is incidental. You don't need to present your voter registration card. Yeah, but your card is your card is telling you where your poll is. You go to the poll; they have the registration. Oh, they've always asked. Okay, me. so what's wrong with proving that you're you? They ask for it, yes, because you have to do it when you cast a check. It has all your info on it. It shows that they can look at it and go, "Yes, you are going to be on this list." Right? If they just go, "What's your name?" and that's the first thing they ask, and then they go down and go, I don't see you in here, and maybe you're at the wrong polling place while everyone else is waiting in line. Or they can just go, let me see your voter ID card. Here's all the information. It says right on here whether this is the polling place that you should be in or not. If, if it isn't, go, nope, this is where you need to go. Next, please. I kind of feel It's an like efficient we're... way, but it's not legally required. You can I'm, just show of... up, say, I have no ID, say, I know this is where I'm supposed to be. I'm on the rolls. Look me up. I kind of feel like we're getting into like, you know, a guest list situation trying to get into a fancy place. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't voting with them shoes. <laughs> like, what? Like, you, you need to have a collared shirt, man. You ain't voting in here. Like, <laughs> thank you, doorman. Appreciate it. But yeah, no, that's, I've, I, I just thought that was, yeah, you brought it and that was, they looked at it and they matched up your name on the little list and they said, okay, here you go, go vote. That, I thought is, that's what that is what they do by practice, but what I'm saying is that's not the law. See, I, yeah, that's I didn't know good that. Practice. So, yeah, they're, they're, they learn something new every day. I don't know. Look, should pe should people have IDs? Yeah, sure. <laughs> if you think it's so important that they have their IDs at the polling place, that you're going to make it a requirement to make sure that nobody is voting at the wrong place or voting illegally or voting twice or whatever you think scans feel are trying to pull. I don't think it's so important. I just don't think it's if, this huge indignant act to have to want people to prove that they're them. Like, I don't right. Know. Then, then make it free. I'll agree with you on this if it's free for me to go get a driver's license. But wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. That's where you see. Yeah, that's, that's asking too much. That's a bridge too far. If you have a driver's license, you have to pay for it because driving's a privilege. But you're supposed to carry a photo ID, even if it's just a state ID, by law, whether it's a driver's license or yeah. not. So, right. in other I, words... I take that back. We were kind of shortcuttingly referring to it as, as a driver's license, but it's a state-issued ID, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, if, if the state wants to be that much of a stickler for it, guess what? I guess that they're gonna, that's what they're going to have to do, isn't it? Anything that requires somebody to spend money in order to make sure that they can exercise their right to vote is a poll tax and is illegal. I don't care how much money it is. I don't care if they have a collection box there and they expect you to throw in a dollar. I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull a Todd on this one. I can understand both sides, honestly. I mean, it, yes, you, if you're an adult in this country, by law, you're supposed to have a photo ID on you of some sort. And... If it's going to be required, it should be quote-unquote free, but it's from the government. It's never free. It's coming out of money they're getting through taxation. So we're paying for it one way or the other, whether we give them the fee up front and they take well, our picture. Course. 
or if they just take it out of our checks and we don't, you know, it's just another little hit that we don't notice. So, I mean, it's, it's, it, and it, which is kind of funny because if Republicans are the ones that want photo ID proof, yet you can't have a poll tax, that kind of leaves them in one camp, doesn't it? Taxpayers got to pick up the, the tab on that one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know of any state that's, that's tried to even pass a law as such that would, uh, that would make state issued IDs free. I think they just they just uh, pass illegal legislation and hope it doesn't get overturned. Well, where I've lived in the country where there's more legislation than other parts, I'm thinking of New York specifically. When I went out to New York for the first two weeks I was there, I went to the basically the same gas station to buy my cigarettes. And then after like you know two and a half weeks or so, they said uh, we can't accept that. I said, why not? That's a Michigan license. Okay, you've been accepting it for two weeks. State law requires if you're in this state for more than two weeks, you have to get a New York state ID or driver's license. I said, so you're seriously, you've been sitting here counting how many days I come in. They're like, we see you every day. And I'm just thinking, what the fuck happened to this state where you people are this nosy about what other people are doing? What the fuck difference does it matter? Believe me, if I'm driving through any state in this fucking country and I get pulled over, that license is good enough to give me a ticket. So why the fuck ain't it good enough for you to hand over my cigarettes and shut the fuck up and I can go about my day? But that's that's how the state law was. So you had to have a, a an ID from that state. Yep. To buy cigarettes in that state. <laughs> and I'm thinking, isn't New York like upstate New York a, a tourist destination during the summer? Probably a way they figured they can just you know gouge a little bit more money out of the people. Yeah, obviously, if you if you if your primary residence isn't New York State, you're not going to get a driver's license. So what are you going to do? I think at the time it was fifteen bucks. You're going to go buy a fifteen dollars state ID if you're yeah, there for the summer, or just uh, rotate another where you get cigarettes. Another mini economy sprouts up when a bunch of kids, a bunch of fucking eighteen year old kids, are making money running cigarettes. Yeah, I know, right? Just, they just go up, drive upstate, take some orders. Come back. I need uh, two curtains of Paul Malls, two curtains of Marlboros. Believe me, I don't. That's think how Escobar they... got started. See, <laughs> see, I don't believe they enforce that in New York City, but in the little podunk butt fuck pimple on the ass crack of the fucking planet, that part of New York where I was at. Yeah, these assholes. They got nothing else better to do. No, New York City. You're you're white noise. Exactly. You're a face that they'll never see again, even if they see you three times again, three times in a week. Yeah. Yeah, there's very much more of a, you know, you, you look look right through the person you're, you're looking at while you serve them versus, oh, hey, I've seen you in here every day for the last two and a half weeks. <laughs> exactly. Tend to stand out. But then, I mean, but then again, you know, like I said, look at New York. New York is there. There's a there's a whole lot of legislation in that state that I was like, this is insane. I mean, just uh, the hoops you I have to jump through, the the money I have to spend to do shit that I took for granted in states like Michigan and Florida and Tennessee. It it it, it really turned me off from living in that state. I'm like, uh, I'm good. One of the reasons I've never been to California. Because from what I hear, I ain't going to like California. <laughs> Leaving New York like Homer Simpson with the boot on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, dude, don't even get me started about... I, I didn't... I, here in Michigan, 
even though there's people that will argue with you, you can park on a public street, even if it's in front of someone's house. All right. Mm-hmm. In New York, oh, I'd have people come out and be like, unless you're going to rent that parking spot for a month, you need to move your car. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, we're not in New York City. Land ain't coming at that much of a premium. Literally, your nearest neighbor is like, you know, three acres away. Are you fucking kidding me? I got to move? Well, yeah, you can't park here. And I mean, when I got in a hotel, when I when I got my my apartment, they were like, "You get a parking space in the back." And I'm like, "Ooh, I didn't realize that's a big deal." Yeah, because there's people that rent apartments, even in upstate New York, that have to, on top of that, additionally rent a parking spot. Sometimes it's up to half a mile away from your house. And I'm like, "This is retarded. This is dumb." What about like in in Hamtramck where they just put lawn chairs out on the street? Uh, bitch, well, I can like, I, I can run that bitch over. I was about to say, it's probably get the same response I used to see when I lived in Westland, and two blocks from the uh, the, the the Fourth of July festival. You had neighbors that would do that, like they put the cones out, and people just yeah. drive the fuck over them things. Yeah, hey, my car is bigger than your stupid cone. Right now, what you would have is the smart people would say, "You can park up on my lawn." And walk the two blocks, and it's a ten day all all day parking fee. See, there those, that's that's the true capitalists right. at work going. Hey, you park on my lawn, cost you ten bucks, mm-hmm. but I I'll recognize who you are. You can come and go. Don't have to worry about fighting well, for parking. I guess it's it's one thing like in Hamtramck. That's really the only spot to park your car, right? All the houses are right next to each other. There are no driveways in Hamtramck. If you own a car, it's parked on the street. So I can kind of understand why they try and save a spot. And while it doesn't, certainly you can run it over, you can move it, you can do whatever. But you also have to know that if you do park your car there, you're doing so knowing that somebody doesn't want you to and that they can probably fuck with your car. Like, don't expect to come back with four inflated tires. Or if you of, move a, a, a folding chair in order to park in a spot. Or all of your windows. <laughs> but then there's, I mean... Working brakes. This mentality extends to people who just think that they own the street in front of their house, right? They have, like, a big driveway and a two-car garage and no need for on-street parking and nobody visiting them. But you drive up and park in front of their house and they're like, like I had... I took my daughter to a, uh, a birthday party a while back, and I just dropped her off, and I went to pick her back up. And, you know, I don't know the, the, uh, the family. You know, her mother knows them, so it's not like I'm just sending her somewhere where, like, oh, okay, I guess they're having a party. Good luck. <laughs> but, but I didn't want to go through the whole, like, you know, introducing it. Hi. I'm so-and-so's dad. Yes, hi. Yes, nice weather we're having. Like, I just, my daughter's got a phone. I just hit her up a text with, hey, I'm out front, <laughs> right? So I'm just waiting for her and waiting for her and waiting for her. You know, she's seeing all of her friends from school that she doesn't get to see over the summer. So it's probably a long goodbye. And I'm parked a few houses down in front of this house. The guy comes out and starts talking to me. He's like, what What are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean, what am I doing here, first of all? I'm on public property. 
Like, yeah. I'm just sitting here doing nothing, right? I'm, I'm being white and like, free on a Saturday afternoon, fuck face. <laughs> right. And he's like, well, you know, uh, I've got cameras out here, and my wife, okay. you know, noticed that you were, like, parked out here, and uh, we just don't know you, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to be gone soon, right? He's like, okay, yeah, no, no problem. And then, like, nice less wife. Than five, less, less than five minutes come by. My daughter still hasn't come out, and he comes out again. Yeah, I'm gonna really need you to move. You know, my wife is just like really suspicious. Of people. I'm like, you fucking tell your wife to get a life. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Bye. You know what? I'm done casing out your house anyway. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> Well, there it's uh, man. I'll be I back see, later in a windowless van. <laughs> I, I see, I see it all the time by my work, man. You know, I, I there's corner houses don't have driveways. Some houses flat out don't have driveways. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the apartments are just slammed together. There's no parking lot for them, so people are all over the street. And I mean, like, I, I've gotten into it with two people now, and I'm just like. Look, I'm delivering something. I'm going to be a total of 30 seconds. If you think you can fucking get my tag, call it in, and have a tow truck here in 30 seconds, knock yourself out. Okay. Yeah. I, had a guy, I had a guy, he goes, what if I pull my car there and block you in? I'm like, first of all, I'm parked on a public street. You block me where I can't move on a public street. You're detaining me without cause. That's false imprisonment. So there's that. Please call the cops, <laughs> stupid. Second yeah. of all, if you don't fucking move and you threaten me, I'll run you to fuck over and take my chance with the fucking jury. That's your choices, jackass. Make your mind up. Did and you then- see the the video of the woman that was trying to uh, block a, a van from leaving her property? Oh my god, yes. Did you, did you, that was insane, Chris. Did you know? Do you know what we're talking about? No. Right. So here's the story. Guy, of course, is a black dude. Is driving around somewhere in some country roads. Takes a wrong turn. Right. Realizes he's on private property, which is what happens when you drive out in the country, right? You drive off a road and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is somebody's house here. This, this is a driveway that I'm on, right? This it's, isn't a road. Yeah, this is a driveway that's fucking a mile and a half long shit. Right. That, that shit happens. So, like, he realizes right away what he's done. He's taken a wrong turn. He goes to turn around and leave. Right. One of the homeowner comes out and stands in front of his car and and, and insists that the guy does not leave because she's going to call the cops on him for trespassing. <laughs> right. So she's she's in front of his car, which is on and not moving. And he's videotaping her while she's doing this. She's on the phone with 911 and she's saying, please hurry. Get down here. He's trying to run me over. <laughs> Man, we went and, from no snitching to all snitching. Right. Oh, it gets worse because she like starts screaming. She start like the car does not even like get put into gear. It doesn't move a millimeter. And all of a sudden she's like, Oh, oh no, he's trying to run me over. Yeah, she makes Please the claim. She makes send the claim. somebody. She makes the claim that he hit her with his with her car with his car at right. one point. He ran over my foot. <laughs> and then she starts screaming for someone off camera who you never Mike! see. Mike! Mike! Yes. Mike! 
and I can't be the only one who is waiting for Mike from Breaking Bad to come walking up like, what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Florence, settle down. Just let this man be on his way. Now, look, all bullshit aside. Not burying I, another body in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you dig in the hole this time. I'm all out of lime. <laughs> but, no, I, I, and I, look, I understand that it's, it's, it, it's an amusing situation to watch. But that's type people that are in my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I've dealt with that on the receiving end. Like, you know, literally, my mother would pull shit like that call the cops and make all these claims and scream and shit. And this is before I, you know, everybody had a, a studio in their pocket. So what do you think happens? Cops show up, you know, middle-aged woman, 18-year-old kid, who you think is getting the bloody end of that stick? And it's it, like, I'm just sitting there watching it, and I'm like, I hope they threw the fucking book at this fucking coos. I swear to God. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what you can do to her, but I hope they press charges and... I just overcharged her up the ass to teach this bitch a lesson. Because yeah. this shit is getting ridiculous. And if he didn't have the mindset to pull out his camera, how different of a situation could that have been? Yeah, because he did. So uh, after the guy stopped recording, he said he kind of, like I guess, backed up and, and just eventually got around her, left, saw a cop car coming past him going towards the property and then about 10 minutes after that got pulled over by another officer right showed the officers the video that he took and they let him on his way but that could have gone so different and this is these are the types of situations that get people killed Mm -hmm. this woman screaming into the phone about being run over about whatever you know She's screaming that somebody's trying to do some violence upon her body, and the cops show up and see a, a black dude that's not supposed to be on the property. They're probably going to draw their weapons on him, and who knows where it goes from there. I mean, I'm not saying it's a done deal that because cops show up and there's a black guy that he's going to get shot, but this is how these types of shootings can happen. This is the title. You know, this is what was the story about the guy who got his laptop stolen, right? And uh, he told the guy that. Uh, uh, he told the cop that uh, the guy who robbed him had a gun. So when they found the guy, they assumed he was armed and they shot him for stealing a laptop, right? The guy told the cops that he had a gun because they wanted him to take him seriously. They, he was hoping to get his laptop back, so he lied. Mm-hmm. But oh, there's, 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 here's the thing. This is the Petri dish that starts this fucking bullshit. This is where this born from, is this type of garbage, people pulling this shit. And this is why you now have situations like what just happened. What was it in Dallas? Shocking. If it was, it was in Texas, right? Yeah. Where the cop Dallas. came home, walked yeah. into the wrong apartment, told a, a person chilling in their own dwelling, started barking commands at them. The person didn't move quick enough or to her liking. And so she lit him up. And I want you to think about that. Someone just walks into your house, starts claiming to be a cop. And pulls a gun on you and starts telling you what to do. Right. Most people. No, be- no knock, no warrant, no yeah. anything like that. Nothing to even set. Like, what is what the fuck is going on here? Despite what most people outside of the United States believe, not all of us are sitting there like fucking uh, 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 Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino 
with a gun stashed all over the living room, waiting for that to happen. So we got an excuse to kill somebody. Right. Most most people are going to fucking freeze up and be like, "What the fuck? What are you doing in my house?" And I used to live in a duplex. And when we would have, you know, when us and the neighbors would have like Fourth of July parties, I've witnessed people walk into the wrong side of the house and just come walking in, and I'm like, "Can I fucking help you?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, and then, then they look around and they go, "Oh, I'm sorry." Wrong side. And I'm like, yeah, you bet wrong side. <laughs> that, you know, the last apartment I lived in before I lived in this house, like, was out drinking, came home, tried to, I lived on the third floor, tried to go on to the second floor. I'm sitting there fucking with the door and I hear someone else said, like, I think you got the wrong house. And I'm like, I look at the door and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Walked up the stairs, to- you know, went around about my night. I was staying at a friend's uh, apartment one time and got really drunk. The whole story of why we got separated is way too long to tell tonight. But I ended up going back to her place or what I thought was her place and uh, still like almost blackout drunk. I barely remember any of this. I'm pounding on the door because she won't, I think, wake up and let me in. And meanwhile, a cop shows up behind me, like, what are you doing? Like, trying to get in my friend's apartment. And it's like, that's not your friend. (laughs) And that person is scared, and that's who called us. (laughs) Oh, same apartment. When I just moved in, I'm sitting in the living room. Door opens up. Dude just walks in. I'm like, uh, hey. He's like, yeah, so-and-so here. I'm like, no. He moved out. Guy just goes, oh, okay, sorry, and leaves. After that, right. I, I lock the door after that every time. Well, I've done that, I mean, even delivering. Like, when you go to some of these these townhouses, they they kind of look like apartments, especially these, you know, these older houses where there's an upstairs apartment and a downstairs apartment and a, and a commonly shared hallway, you know, where you walk in the front door. I don't know, that's not really a townhouse. That's just a split-level house that's been turned into two apartments, but... <clears throat> but you know, you knock and you knock and you knock and you see two, you know, mailboxes next to the door and you're like, "Oh, okay." And I've walked in and had someone come turn around the corner with like dinner in their hand like, "Who the fuck are you?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're cooking. You probably didn't order pizza, did you?" <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean to be in your house. And now it's to the point where because of where I'm at, there's a lot of people that believe in their second amendment rights. I'm I don't open any fucking door. Like people no. with screened in porches, they'll have a sign, come on in, knock on it. Nope. I'll bang on that screen porch. Why don't you come in? I don't know what you got in there. You can lay daylight through me real quick, and there's nothing I can do about it. I have no recourse. Shit, in this state, if they don't shovel and clean their, their own walkway and I slip and fall, I can't even sue them. Well, uh, you know... We understand how it can be a little too easy sometimes to, you know, go into the wrong apartment or what have you, even if you do live there. And clearly that's what seems to have happened with this uh, this officer. But how they're handling this is, is really outrageous. I mean, I think at first there were, she wasn't even questioned about it. And then... They're like, oh, okay, well, I guess we have to have an investigation. And then it turned into now there's uh, a search warrant for the apartment, right? 
uh, coincidentally, on the day that they're having a funeral for this guy, right? The day that the that are, his family and friends are remembering his uh, passing too soon from this planet, the cops are searching his place and come up. There's a story on Fox News about all the stuff that they found in his apartment, which is really nothing except for like some weed. But they, the reason that some of these things that are found found in the apartment might be important because they might have been in plain view during the incident. So what they're trying to do is paint a scene where she comes into the wrong apartment. Even if she made a mistake, but what she sees is a guy with a bunch of drugs who doesn't heed her commands. And that's why she acted as she did. Fucking 10 grams of weed. That's what they found in there. That's That's it. And that's what they're going to try to use to justify her behavior. Okay. That's one hand washing the other. I mean, are we surprised? I can't. No, not at this point. I mean, I don't know. I, I, no. And I mean, I, here I was. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Now that I've heard the details, I didn't know they went and searched his apartment the day of his funeral. Yeah, that was right. today. Oh, yeah. That's probably why I didn't know that. But <clears throat> I was all ready to be like, wait a minute. The protest was scheduled before his body was even cold. Why don't we wait till there's a fucking, like, like some sort of investigation before everybody decides, okay, it's time to go out in the streets and risk a damn near riot over this shit. Because right. we know how easily this shit gets out of control because people are he- rightfully so heated, by the way. Um, now I'm kind of like, you know, fuck that bitch. Take that bitch's badge, throw her in prison for as long as she can, and, to, and make sure she, everyone knows she's a cop and she's not in protective custody. That's what you get. You basically killed a man. Now you're looking from through your own stupidity, and now you're looking to, to justify it mm-hmm. by saying he had weed? It sounds like a cover-up, doesn't it? And not, not by the officer involved. Like, the, the, actual, <laughs> the actual government. Oh, I, it, it's, I mean, look, I understand that for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction and i understand that there's been a lot of bullshit stories told the michael brown hands up don't shoot that whole bullshit narrative from the black lives matter crowd has been proven to be absolute garbage mm-hmm. he was not running away from the cops his hands or he excuse me he was not with his back to the cops kneeling on the ground with his hands in the air screaming hands up don't shoot that's just not how it went down but that does not mean that every other case that we have video of is bullshit. That's, and these cops getting chips on their shoulders, well, then you need to, you're the last person that needs to be a cop then. Like if you can't understand why something like this would piss off this person's family and people that knew this person, I mean, if you can't have that basic amount of compassion and empathy, what the fuck are you doing this job for? Mm-hmm. If you're that much, I, of a, that much of a sociopath, the power trip. Go, go join Blackwater. The, you want to kill people with impunity? Go be a mercenary. The blind defense of any other cop's action shows that you shouldn't. Be, you're unfit for, to be a police officer because you have an us versus them mentality. That you've basically joined an organization that is above the law. That's not how it works. I mean, it, it's you know, I see a lot of stuff. In, in, in the areas I travel on a day-to-day basis, right? And, I mean, I'm not, I can't even front. I can't even sit here and act like, 
oh, well, you know, I can't turn a blind eye towards the reality of the situation. When I see cops in neighborhoods that used to be, I'm talking 90 to 95% overwhelmingly white are now getting like, you know, 30, 40% black, whatever. And every time I pass, someone pulled over. There's three cop cars. They got every door in the fucking car open. And there's some guy sitting in the back of the cop car where they're ripping apart this guy's car. And I'll give you three guesses what color he is. And the first two don't count. And I see that shit and I'm like, how do you rationalize that? How do you rationalize that? Tell me that's anything but profiling. And I'm not talking isolated incidences. I'm talking all the fucking time. I mean, I see it multiple times in an eight-hour shift, you know, three, four times a day. Yet when I see a white person pulled over, it goes just how you think it would go. And I mean, I've sat here and argued on this show that I got the talk, proper noun status and full effect from my dad about what to do when pulled over to keep from getting fucking shot. Mm-hmm. We all did to an extent. Right? This is not something that's that 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 talk isn't isolated to the black community, the black experience. No. It, it might be more actually it might be more accurate to say it's more of the working poor and poor experience. And yes. uh, I got uh, my dad was you say you use please thank you sir you don't argue with them, you know, admit what you did, and you'll be on your way. But you're going to tell me every time I pass a, a, a you know, and I'm, I'm not going to call these cities out. If you know me, you know where I'm talking about. But I pass these, these cities' police departments, and, there's, and, I, and, and one of them I know there's four cruisers on duty at any time, minimum, and there's three of them there. And this is a fairly large city. We're talking top 10 in the state. Really? That every time you pull someone over who just so happens to be darker than Opie with a sunburn, this is what's required? Or is this is what you've convinced yourself is required? Because you, like you said, Aaron, you have an us versus them. And that's a clear, that's not even us versus the bad guys, us versus the drug dealers. That goes back to that tribal shit. You look different. So you're a them. You're a other Mm-hmm. I mean, this this shit is crazy. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, I'm a law and order guy for the most part, but I'm also, you ain't going to violate people's civil liberties because you got a fucking badge and a, and a couple, you know, a couple weeks fucking training. That don't impress me. It doesn't mean that somehow that you are more enlightened and understand the world better than me, better than people who've actually, you know, I don't know, half these cops don't even look like they're old enough to fucking shave. And I'm like... You know, case in point, the guy that got shot in, in Arizona by that cop when he was in the hallway at the uh, at the hotel. Yeah. Every picture that comes out of that cop, he's sitting there in his fucking riot gear with the Punisher paint with the symbol painted on there. The Punisher, really? That's who? That's who we want our cops pattering themselves after? Have you ever read a, a Punisher comic book? I sure as fuck don't want that. I mean, it's not like these are people dealing with violent criminals in a locked up situation and they have to do what they have to do to keep these people from killing each other and killing and and killing them this is dealing with the average citizen and every time i hear anything from a cop is well you never know what you're walking up on you never know what you're walking up on yeah and i've worked a surprise to you (laughs) well i mean here's i don't I, i don't mean to be callous but i've worked jobs where i wasn't armed i didn't have a bulletproof vest i didn't have a taser i didn't have a fogger for where I could clear out a hundred square yard area with pepper spray and I didn't have radio backup and 
uh, yeah, I didn't know what the fuck I was walking into. And so I just had to reach in my, my pants, realize those things hanging below my dick are balls, and man the fuck up and do my job. There was no fucking Calvary coming, you know, over the hill for me. And it's like, I, I, I'm, I, I hear this shit, and I'm just like, it blows my mind. Are you kidding me? Like, you fucked up. You walked in the wrong apartment, and you lit a guy up. Why? Because for whatever reason, that particular human being looked at that other human being in that apartment and saw them as a threat. Now we can speculate as to why, but let's 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 look at the obvious things first. What is the glaring difference between those two people? There's two of them I can name right off the top of my head: female, male, white female, black male. Mm-hmm. Right. I, well, I mean, in the respect of just being a good cop, that should it should be a given that your badge is is taken away for whatever reason. You fatally misjudge that situation there's no do-over on it no more guns for you uh, right <laughs> no more badge for you well i mean I've, I've worked a job where i carried a sidearm and yeah i've walked up on situations where i pulled it but i wasn't going through looking for somebody to shoot i pulled it because um i i i rather have that second and a half you know already taken care of in case i needed to but I've walked up on people who are trespassing on private property with a firearm down by my side. And let me tell you something. I wasn't pointing it at them. I maintained complete trigger discipline. And I did exactly what, what, what I'd been trained to do. Get them off the property. And 90% of the time, when people who are trespassing on private property break into some place or it's an abandoned building, the minute they see anybody coming, they head the other way. I mean, they're not looking to have a confrontation. They're looking to get the fuck out of there. Because what what right what person in their right mind is going to think, oh, this is someone from ADT security? No. They're going to think this is a fucking cop coming. Let me get out of here. Mm-hmm. So the problem resolved itself. But I did have a few people who were drunk or high who turned around, and I was like, look, it's private property. you got to go. Now, I, that's as polite as it's going to get. The next step is I will remove you from the property. And usually they took a look, and they were like, sidearm, pepper spray, radio, got it, I'm out of here. This isn't just a rent-a-cop. This is a dude who, for whatever reason, they trust to carry this shit. Well, then, I mean, imagine just being in your own apartment, you know? I think there's only two people that really know what went down at that moment, and one of them's dead. But I think most of us can imagine what that guy, what any of us would have done in that situation. Bitch, who the fuck are you? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of my house. Right. <laughs> Basically. I mean, you think that, that, that you should be... <laughs> it's one thing to say, like, people need to listen to officers' commands in order to protect themselves. Okay. If you're getting, like, pulled over, if you find yourself in a situation where you're confronting the cops, Yes. But we're just supposed to be on guard at all times that a cop can just yeah. burst in anywhere at any at any given moment, moment's notice. And we're just supposed to automatically get down our knees, throw our hands up in the air, turn out our pockets, whatever. Like, that's unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's, you, there's no defense saying, like, he didn't obey her commands. Yeah, exactly. I'm usually the first one to scream, like, hey, comply, and you don't get shot. This guy was just right. sitting in his house. Yeah. And by the way, in Texas, like, she's what lucky. What are you supposed to do? 
she's lucky he didn't have a scatter rifle sitting next to him. Yeah, his I know, right? To his to it's, his fucking lazy boy, because it was it Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> he could have fucking lit her up the minute she walked through the he door. Been like, oh yeah, check this out. Click click. I mean, I. Yeah, I didn't know the details of it. That makes me sick to my fucking stomach. But then here's the deal: as sick to my stomach as I am, I'm not shocked anymore because I, I, I it's one of those things I don't want to see it like this. I, I feel like I've kind of like I've been conditioned to see it like this, but I do see it as us versus them with the cops. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was younger, if I was pulled over, you know, I don't get me wrong, I never pulled the bullshit, you know, sovereign citizen shit. I don't answer questions. Am I being detained? You know, that type of crap, because that'll get your ass right. beat in a heartbeat. But you are I, was, I was very much more forthcoming. You know what I'm saying? Now, everything I say is very measured, and you only get what you need from me. Because I'm not giving them any fucking ammo to hang some bullshit on me, because, hey, the city needs, needs more revenue. It's not happening, you know? Last time I got pulled over... She cop told me she I, I clocked you doing thirty uh, uh thirty seven and a twenty five. I know damn well I wasn't doing thirty seven and a twenty five. She might have got me for seven over. More likely it was it was somewhere around five six. But whatever. When she came back and she handed me this is a ticket for obstructing traffic. It's a hundred and eighty dollar fine. If you pay it by this time, no points on your license. I was like, I got your grift now. I yeah. I, I get it. You just want the money. Well, yeah. I mean, if she if she actually writes you a ticket for you know for speeding, you know, tw- going twelve miles over the speed limit, then in a residential she's, area, she's got to back that up in some way. If you decide to fight that, right? If it's just obstructing traffic, you're just going to oh, it's not even points. I'll just pay it. <laughs> and I mean, every ticket that I felt I've received unfairly, I've fought, and I I, I guess it's a tie because. I would go in and say, Your Honor, I have a clean driving record. Could this be taken under advisement? If I don't get another ticket in six months, I get no points on my license. I just pay the fine. Judge is like, we get the money and we don't have to see you again because you're not a problem. You're not a repeat customer. Sure. Later. Have a nice one. Mm-hmm. The one time the cop claimed I was doing something, I was like, I w- well, I was on northbound during rush hour on Southfield Freeway. And the cop told me I was doing 76. It's 55 through there. It was bumper to bumper. I said, you clocked me doing 76. He said, yes. I said, you locked it into the radar gun. He said, yes. I said, I want to see the gun. He goes, what? I said, you heard me. I want to see the gun. You don't have a right to see the gun. Like, well, then you're going to have to back this up in court. So go ahead and write your ticket, and I will see you in court. And he come back, and he wrote me up for 21 over. And I was like, cool. See you in court. I went to court. He didn't show up. Ticket was thrown out. Yep. Always fight that bullshit. If you, you now, if you fucked up and you know you did wrong, humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like I got a ticket in June. He's like, I clocked you do ninety to seventy. Like, yep, because that's what I had cruise control set at. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even lie. I was in Kansas in the middle of nowhere. He's like, yeah. You're like, well, um, at least my speedometer ain't broken. Yeah. No, but in, and he was like, he wrote me for only nine over in Kansas. He's like. Anything under 10, it isn't a moving violation. It won't fuck with your insurance. Cool. Thank you. I'll be on my way now. Yep. So I'm going to set. Thanks for being cool and allowing me to uh, help hit my quota. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. It, it, but see, here's the thing. I, 
And I mean, you, you, I, you, I've done this show with you guys long enough. You guys know I have I have friends that are police officers, but I have a hard time. Like, like it's like, oh my, oh my job is blah 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 blah. Your job is revenue collection. Excuse me, strike that. Your job is generating revenue. Sometimes out of thin fucking air, because that's your job. Yeah, there might not be hard and fast rules written down of quotas, but let me see a traffic cop who doesn't give a ticket out for a month, and I'll show you one that's going to be riding the desk, even if he can keep his job. You know, and, yes. and then occasionally we need you to keep some law and order. Occasionally that part of the job shows up. But yeah, generally it's generate revenue, please. Generate well, one of the, and collect revenue. One of the biggest laughs I got was when my brother was going through driver's ed. He called me, we were talking about it, and all the, in Florida, it's, it used to be different in Florida. My dad taught me to drive, he had a CDL, he had a bunch of endorsements, they were like, you're better than a driving school, let him take his, his exam. Now you gotta go to a driving school, you have to pay this, you have to do all this shit, and there's all these state-approved films you have to watch. And they're sitting there trying to tell these kids who are getting ready to be, you know, licensed drivers in Florida, that police officers are there as a deterrent. And I'm going, really? So why are you hiding? Why are you driving around in an unmarked cop car with low-profile light bars inside? Yeah. Why aren't you sitting in a bright fucking fag-ass pink car with a sign saying, slow down if you're there to detour or deter people, excuse me, from committing... You know, the crime of speeding, the victimless crime of speeding, by the way. Why do I have to use ways to get the heads up that you're hiding if you are a deterrent? Exactly. And he was like, so, I mean, that's you realize that's bullshit, right? And I said, oh, yeah. Welcome. I was like, didn't you ever take a dare class? He's like, no, they were done with that by the time I was that age. I'm like, oh, well, that's good, something good. But I'm like, yeah, it's all bullshit. It is all absolute garbage. They're not there to deter anything. They're there to catch you red-handed, generate revenue for their city, county, state, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's it. There was uh, an officer who did an interview uh, for the New Yorker. There was uh, you can actually find it on the uh, New Yorker Radio Hour podcast, and she was talking all about the the quotas that were issued uh, to him as an officer. And this is a New York cop, but make no bones about it. This is happening all over the country. Every fucking police, every uh, police officer has a quota of some sort. How what? could you not when, when the system is set up like that? The police department is expected to generate a certain amount of tax revenue. You've set a goal for how much you're expected to make. Then you damn well better have a plan as to how you're going to make that. I mean, that's how sales work. Your store has a goal. That goal gets divided up amongst your salespeople, and each one is told, this is what you're expected to write. Go out there and do it. That's what the cop's job is. This is how much we expect to collect in tax, and this is your portion of it. I need you to write X amount of tickets to accomplish that. Well, there's also the the fact that... (laughs) Uh, You have people who I've seen make this argument. Well... You know, I'll say, if you're driving a hoopty, you're more likely to be pulled over. Now, there's no probable cause besides you're driving a shitbox. That's it. That's your probable cause. Mm-hmm. That car is not nice enough to be in this neighborhood. People who are bootlickers, 
will say, well, that's because the poor don't actually pay any income tax. That's their form of paying tax. Is getting pulled over and fucked with by the cops and being ticketed for nonsense. And when I hear people say shit like that, I just look at them and I'm like, did that really just come out of your fucking your dick washer? Really? That just fell out of that, 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 that hole under your nose? You rationalize basically people's rights being violated for a few tax dollars? So what does this mean? Does this mean if you're in the top tax bracket that you can just drive around butt booty naked with a dildo shoved up your ass jerking off in front of kids doing 90 over the speed limit because I pay my taxes so there's no reason to pull me over I mean that's the lot that's the line of logic they're using oh poor people don't really pay taxes so there you go this is their way of this is their way of paying their fair share right yeah I mean at least uh at least the kings back in the day were up front about it, right? They just sent thugs directly door to door to say, hey, it's time to give some money to the king. Pay up now or be sorry. They do that April 15th? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of the, you know, obviously we've had these discussions. I'm not on the whole taxation is, is you know, all taxation is theft because, right. it, you know, there has to be some form of taxation to, to keep the infrastructure going, but let's not pretty it up too much and let's call it what it is. You don't pay uncle sugar. He'll show up with a riot crew to get you and either take what you have. And if you have nothing, throw your ass in prison. I mean, that's, 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 you are being threatened essentially, ultimately in the end with imprisonment, civil forfeiture, and it's all at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a friend right now whose father's going to lose his house over property taxes. A house that, by the way, has been paid off for 15 years. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did he get that behind? Well, because they sent him a bill for the current year. Didn't they send him a bill for the previous year? Well, no, 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 no. That goes into, into, into like their version of collection. And it starts collecting interest. But the bill that he paid, he just paid that year. He didn't pay the previous years. And I'm like, wait a minute. So they're going to seize his house over how much? $2,100. In a neighborhood where the houses probably are valued somewhere 75000 to $100,000. $2,100 is going to get his house taken from him. <laughs> I mean, that's not even a proper response to being owed $2,100. Take it right. out of his fucking taxes. Garnish his wages. Yeah, no Whatever shit. the fuck. Keep a tax going, refund one year. Done. You're going to seize his house? And I mean, uh, you know, the D- WDET had a, uh, uh, what they called a book club this summer. And they had, one of the books was called Eviction. And it was uh, a guy followed, um, I think it was 30 low-income families in, in, uh, in Milwaukee and one other city. And the merry-go-round these people have to be on. And he not only talked to them, he talked to the landlords. And then he went to the government officials. And out of, out of, out of the tenants, the landlords, and the government officials, who do you think cooperated the least? The government officials. There you go. Essentially, he was told, this is the way it is because that's the law. Oh, well. And I mean, you know, the, the, there were situations where landlords were like, you know, I own the house outright. I'm renting it to these people. I understood that they were in kind of a bind. They've always paid their rent when they get behind, but they hit real hard times. Either they, you know, there's a job loss or there was a major sickness and the taxes built up and here come, here come the state. Well, we're going to take your house. So what, what choice did the landlord have? He had to evict those people and put them on the street. And I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the summer, they had a panel 
And on that panel was one government official who talked loud and said nothing. And there was a bunch of tenants and a bunch of landlords. And it was amazing to hear the vast majority of these landlords were not, they weren't like property managers for a large corporation. They had one of those people. And that lady was cold fucking blooded. Like my ears caught frostbite listening to this cunt talk through the radio. The landlords who knew their, their tenants face to face, it was a totally different situation. And I mean, they were forced into situations and, and to throw people on the street they didn't want to do because they had no other choice. Especially if they if if like the house went up for sale on a foreclosure, they bought it, and the, and then you know all the bullshit that happens with that, and the state goes, oh by the way, you owe us this big chunk. Mm-hmm. Where was that in the selling price? You know, I thought I was just taking over, you know, whatever from the bank. These people could stay here, keep paying rent, whatever. Oh, no, no. The bank didn't pay any of this shit when they foreclosed on it. Now you owe it because you're the new owner and we want it now or else we're taking your house, the house you just bought, by the way. I mean, it's it's it makes you kind of never want to own any property in this fucking country. But sadly, that's how you that's how you, that and going into debt is how you become worth anything in this country, isn't it? Yeah. If you don't own property and you don't have debt, the right type of debt, good luck doing anything. It's just it's it's it, I don't know, it's mind-boggling. But hey, America, freedom. It's all relative, I guess. And I I guess this is the the half-assed libertarian in me going, is all of this really needed or is this just the fallout from unnecessary layers of bureaucracy and bullshit. <laughs> look column A, look column B. Column B, yeah. Well, before we before we end it, Aaron, you said you to remind you you want you had something you wanted to bring up about the Catholic Church. Oh, a little bit of follow up on it because since we had our discussion, uh, the current Pope has actually addressed the issue, and he even uh, gathered together some of the I don't know what would it be cardinals. Uh, who's under the Pope? Yes, Cardinals. Right. Pope Juniors. So, let's see. I have to, I want to dig up the exact quote here. This is from a CNN story. Pope Francis met Thursday in Rome with leaders of the American Catholic Church. Uh, this is Cardinal Daniel DiNardo, president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, says, we shared with Pope Francis our situation in the United States, how the body of Christ is lacerated by the evil of sex abuse. He listened very deeply from the heart. I didn't know that's where you listened from. Apparently, popes have an ear there. Uh, it was a lengthy, fruitful, and good exchange. Uh, the quote goes on to say, As we departed the audience, we prayed the angelus together for God's mercy and strength as we work to heal the wounds. We look forward to actively continuing our discernment together, identifying the most effective next steps. That's the best you could come up with as a fucking statement on this shit? It says absolutely nothing, right? (laughs) It was basically saying, we're really sorry that this sex abuse scandal has so poorly affected the the Catholic Church. Remember they yeah. can't remember they can't admit guilt. They, they can't say sorry this happened. It implies guilt. That's the mm-hmm. lawyers getting involved. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying that's that, yeah. that's why it's such a poor response. I don't know. But, but no even but all the sympathy is for the Catholic Church and Jesus. 
Well, yeah, man. Not one ounce of sympathy for the the victims. Again, this, can, this is you where your think- your your inexperience with religious people <laughs> comes into play. Like, yes, that is exactly like you, you hear me and Rich being not surprised by this answer. I mean, that's how religious people are are wired, man. It's the reverence. It's it, you know, it's we have the the image has been tainted. Oh, we have failed you, Lord. Oh, we're sorry. The body, the body of Christ is lacerated yeah. by the abuse. I mean, what it's saying is this sex abuse has nothing to do with our Catholic Church. This is something that's been put upon us. We're victims here too. They're being, yes, their faith is being tested, like when they found dinosaur skeletons. The Lord they, put these people here to test their faith in the Catholic Church. Meanwhile, I mean, and then to end this with, we look forward to actively continuing our discernment together, identifying the most effective next steps. Most effective next steps. How can anyone read that as, a, as other than uh, how can we cover this up better? How can we change the narrative on this, right? Again, this is nothing, not how can we prevent this evil from even infiltrating our church again? If you want to claim it's some mysterious outside force that's invading your organization. The fact that they didn't even come out and say, while we can't comment on continuing police investigations or something along those lines, in other words, put some distance between themselves and say, we can comment and let you know it is the Catholic Church's policy that one strike policy applies for this type of crime. Or that, yeah, we won't comment on uh, the uh, investigation or the situation or anything like that, but our deepest sympathies go to the victims of this abuse. There's, no, there's nothing incriminating or wrong that you can't come up with the, just the very basic hopes and prayers. On this issue, I mean that—that that is like the most political statement ever. It says absolutely nothing. It's pure rhetoric. See, this is why if there is a God, He had to be done with us thousands of years ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if there is a God, He's got to be sitting wherever He resides, going, "What the fuck are these idiots doing in my name?" and yeah. and letting be carried out in my name. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> this is not what I meant. Yes. I, like, I go back to the, the Sam Kennison bit about Jim Baker. God's up in heaven after Jim Baker got caught embezzling money going, where the fuck in this book did I say it build a water slide and use it as a tax write-off? Like, like what? You know, gee, my son never signed a room service check, and these people are in private jets. What the hell is wrong with these people? Like, I, this, is, this is the problem with... with when religion gets like this, it becomes, like you said, almost like a political ent- entity. I mean, we've talked about it before. The Catholic Church is its own country. The Vatican is, 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 is uh, isn't it a sovereign nation in the middle of Italy? Yes. I mean, the closest we have to that in the United States, I believe, are tribal lands and Walt Disney. Because <laughs> I know that back in the day, Disney used to have its own private police force. And they tried to handle everything in-house. But, I mean... A fucking I, mouse. But, now, tribal lands, I think, are still subject to federal laws. So, I mean, Catholic Church isn't even... 
We're in the middle of Italy. We're our own country. We're going to do what the fuck we want. Italy's like, cool. I, this, this, whole th- this whole thing just blows my mind because, Aaron, you were so right the first time we talked about it. If this was any other money-making entity, this was Microsoft, this was Apple, this was right. fucking Chucky fucking cheese, this shit would be shut down. We would be in day 4,038 of the dismantling of the pedophile Apple empire or whatever the fuck. I mean, you know, it, this it, this would be done and over with. And we're certainly not seeing a lot of uh, examples of anybody in the church speaking out of it. I mean, forget forget the popes and the cardinals, you know, your local priest or whatever it is that they have. You know, there was uh, saw one story about a priest that was actually speaking just about the sexual allegations and how they're affecting the church. And he got heckled. Well, I can tell you this. The guy, the guy was like, shut up. Nobody wants to hear that nonsense. Of course, well, I'm sure no one wanted a fucking priest dick shoved up their little boy booty hole either. But you know <laughs> what? That didn't stop it from happening. So sit down and shut the fuck up and listen. But, uh, you know, what's interesting about this is when this, shit, when this shit originally broke, there was a statement that the Catholic Church released that said the following Sunday there was going to be, there was to be statements read by whatever priest leads the congregation. And I have a buddy who, I won't say his name, I don't want to put him on blast, kind of fell on a little bit of a hard time and he had to move back in with his parents. One of the conditions was, you have to go to church with us and they're Catholic. And this was going to be his first Sunday back. So he's telling me this story and I'm like, oh, so you're going to like, get... forward my mail to my automobile. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, he, I told him, like, oh, so you're going to get your first day back into the into the fold. You're going to get the whole, you know, sorry, not sorry, because we can't apologize for, you know, a bunch of kids getting fucked. And he's like, really? Shit. No, I kind of want to go. I want to hear what they got to say. Well, next time I saw him, I'm like, so what'd they say? And he goes, they didn't say fucking anything. I said, are you dead serious? They did not mention it whatsoever. He goes, no. I said, man, I'm telling you. It was a public. It was a publicly released statement mm-hmm. by the Catholic Church that this was to happen across the board in any Catholic church that was holding mass on Sunday. He's like, it didn't happen. I, I doubt it happened anywhere. I mean, it, it, once again, this is how much they care. Mm-hmm. But you know, hey, Pope Frankie's a cool guy. There's pictures of him in the '70s wearing a Black Sabbath T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so you know who cares that your kid's got a prolapsed anus and a pink sock hanging out of his fucking 18 or 8 year old asshole hey he's the climate change pope yeah he, he he's actually jammed out to sweet leaf come on man <laughs> you can't get mad at him oh god yeah well I, I sadly i'm not shocked because i mean when we talked about it initially i said i don't think anything's going to come of this i it, it's just they're too big of it they're too powerful of a fuck it let's call it what they're 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 a world power Mm -hmm. and they're they're they are exactly that a world power they don't give a fuck they will move every fucking priest they have to out of this country before they're charged if they want to and what the fuck can we do does no one remember the late 80s and noriega being held up in the vatican and we couldn't go in there to get them, all they have to do is transfer them someplace where, hey, this is a sanctuary. 
your laws mean nothing here. Here's, here, here the law of God takes precedent over every other man-made law. And ask yourself this question. Why the and fuck we're, did, we're afraid of Sharia law invading this country. Well, ask yourself this question. Why the fuck didn't the U.S. military, the most powerful military the world's ever known, just look at John Paul II when he said, no, you can't come in here and get Noriega, and go, oh, yes, the fuck we can. To make him uh, a fine pink mist. Ruby Ridge, Waco, do I need to keep going? Happens all the time, buddy. So either get the fuck out of the way or get stacked up like cordwood when we're done. Then it turned into that. Hey, remember that time we killed the Pope? <laughs> but, do you, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how much power they wield. They, mm-hmm. they stared down the U.S. military. I clearly remember the bullshit we were trying. We were blasting Guns N' Roses and Metallica at them at top volume <laughs> into the Vatican. And somewhere a young Pope Frankie was just jamming his ass yeah. off to ride the lightning. This is the best thing ever! <laughs> Hope this guy stays here forever! <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really mind-blowing because, you, you know, it took... Over a decade for us to throw in the towel with Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Korea was what five, six years total with the buildup and 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 then you know the fallout and then the actual conflict. And I Ira- you know Iraq less the number of seasons of Mash I believe. Yeah. Oh, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know Iraq. I, it's just one of those things that we're now we are now in the age of our military builds our empire. So we're not going anywhere for the time being, at least. And the Catholic Church stared us down and brought the bitch out in us. Now tell me that's... Rationalize someone, please. If you're listening and you're a Catholic and you're pissed off, please find me on Facebook. Send me a a private message explaining and and justifying them having that much power. I I am dying to know your rationale. Because any other religion would be... If these were Mormons, there'd be bodies floating in the Salt Lake River. That'd be the nope, end of this shit. Right. I mean, the, the influence is direct. It's, they basically own a huge block of voters in this country. Right. And while legally, they're not supposed to go out there and be like, you should vote for Donald Trump. Even those who aren't coming out and saying it are like, you should vote with your conscience, and your conscience tells you to not vote for anyone that is in favor of abortion rights. So clearly that just leaves the other candidate, <laughs> right? It's, you may as well just be telling them who to vote for. Yes, it, it does smack of you're your ordered to volunteer. Yeah. Voluntold. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, if, if, if you're in an auto union and you're very active in it, yes, you know, they might not come right out and say, hey, don't vote Republican, vote Democrat. But you know what side your bread's buttered on. You know what's expected yeah. of you. Well, I guess we'll see what the uh, Catholic Church's next steps are. Or actually, I predict, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> that uh, we won't see. Because whatever their next steps are, I doubt they'll be uh, public knowledge. Because yeah. what are their next steps, really? I mean, they've already, they have their zero tolerance policy. Back in 2002, they instituted a policy of, like, if you're convincingly accused of sexual abuse, you're ousted from the Catholic Church. 
And now this guy that was recently arrested, uh, I forget his name, but this was from allegations that go all the way back to 2001, but it have happened since those, that 2002 zero tolerance policy. You know, the family came forward with allegations. He denied them. And for whatever reason, the family decided it wasn't worth pursuing and just left town. And so the Catholic Church says, well, I guess they weren't that serious about it. We'll just relocate this uh, priest and that'll be it. So much for your, your one strike policy. And on top of that, like, you know, where do you go? If one, if your one strike policy doesn't work, then your next step is to do the unthinkable for the church, which is to admit some responsibility. Let me, so, just, a- let me just ask a quick question. Cause you're, 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 you're a father, you're a parent. Mm-hmm. All right. Is it, I mean, you're gonna you can answer Chris, but it's gonna it's gonna be purely in the hypothetical for you. I'll just say, just you phrasing this question already has made me want to get a gun. Okay, but go, <laughs> but go on. <laughs> Let's say your kids were involved in the Catholic Church, and one of them were molested, and you believe them one hundred percent, and some representative from the Catholic Church came to you and said, you name your amount and go away, and this is all done and over with. Just go away. And I mean, you name the amount. And I mean, I want you to stop and understand and think it through. I understand the outrage of being a parent. I want to kill this person. You're never going to get a chance to. This person's never going to fucking ever stand trial for this because they have such a wall of protection built around them. Is there even a number that you could... Go, you know what? I can put my kid to the best fucking college, put both my kids to the best fucking college that, that, on this planet, and we can just move and get the fuck away from all this shit, and their lives are changed. By a ton of therapy. And, it, and I mean, and then you throw it out there, and they're like, where do you want the money wired to? Yeah. I mean, is there any number no, you can think there, of? No, there isn't, and, and this is why. And I, I'm, I feel like I'm answering this honestly, too. You know, you make some really good points. And I think that those would be thoughts that would, would be running through my head is what good could I do with that money, right? But all of that is weighed against the knowledge that you know that your child is not an isolated incident. Exactly. And there's no amount of money that could make me not do anything that I could to try and prevent that person who abused my child from abusing somebody else's child. I just couldn't live with it. That's the type of shit that would would haunt you. I mean, obviously, the abuse of your own child is going to haunt you, but it's going to haunt you even worse. And I mean, there's it's one thing to be haunted by things that you couldn't have couldn't have helped, but if it's something that you could have done something about and you didn't act or you or you took the wrong direction, then that that shit's never going away. Yeah, and I mean, here's the here's the the, the sad, scary part of that question. You know, what's happened. Mm-hmm. And we're not even just talking about the Catholic Church. We're talking about private citizens. Yeah. And I don't necessarily make any judgments on somebody who does take the money. You know, maybe that is the best thing for their family. You know, put that money towards therapy and education and keeping your family together and making sure that your kid has the best life they can have. I mean, you can, you know, maybe I would make that decision. I don't know. It's really difficult to say not not being put in that position, thankfully. But I, I don't know that I, I can really put judgment on somebody that takes the money in that situation. 
I mean, I can say this. I can't think of an. I can't think of a number high enough. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, but then again, like, I don't live, and my children, and my, you know, or my child isn't hasn't grown up in like abject poverty, drinking muddy water, worrying about malaria. Right. And and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna hand, you know, eight figures over, which that's generational life changing money. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was the case, because let's be honest, the poorer you are, the less recourse you have. I mean, I, I, and I, not throwing judgment on the people that would take the money. I think the sicker part is that this isn't a scenario that I believe to be completely fabricated. I honestly believe with all my heart this has happened in third world countries where kids have been molested and some representative of the Catholic Church has shown up, name your price. You'll never see these huts again. We'll move you wherever the fuck you want, name your price. And these people out of complete sheer desperation, knowing that they have no recourse, have taken it. And they've probably had nightmares and, and demons following them, haunting them because of what you said. They took it. That just left the door open for this to continue with this exact person who did this to their kid to another kid. You're complicit in it. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> it, it's But wasn't the qualifier is they would never stay in trial and see justice for this? Right. I'm saying if that's the qualifier, then get out the checkbook. If they're never gonna see justice for it. Well Right. But <laughs> I don't know. See, as and here's where I got to say, this is this is that bullshit. I'm American mentality. To me, there's there's always that little flicker down that real dark tunnel of hope that I yeah. might see him stand trial for this. Right. He might be convicted. But if you live in the middle of a fucking war zone, I mean, literally, figuratively, in every way you could imagine, to where life is cheap, and you and 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 this is a way out. It's not like you pimped your kid, and I can, yeah. I can, I can, I'm not, but I'm not condoning to... it, but I can, I can understand the rationalization that would go on in someone's head while considering it. That's what I'm saying. I can understand, like, even if you don't take the, whether you take the money or not, this, the person who perpetrated the crime upon your family, upon your child, is not going to be punished for it. It's still, I don't think that changes the fight, right? I mean, you. If you choose to go to war against the Catholic Church, basically, I mean, you don't pick a war depending on which side you think is more likely to win. You pick the side that you believe to be right. By the way, I think we uh, just indirectly all convicted Michael Jackson. I can't lie. That was in the back of my mind while <laughs> coming up with the question. Because I remember, I remember these conversations on different different television and radio shows around that time and the only thing that could that, that was thrown out there that got me to go okay wait a minute maybe i need to stop and rethink this was when they were like a lot of these kids came from absolute dog shit poverty yeah and he knew it and prayed well, upon them for that reason i mean as a as a race we're not really that far removed from a time where if somebody wanted to not only fuck your kid but pay you for it, you're like having a party. Like, guess what? We're keeping all the pigs this year. <laughs> Extra ham at Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's essentially what a dowry is, wasn't it? You sold your daughter off to the family who could pay you the most. 
I mean, right. this shit still happens in parts of this world. It's not a. I mean, it's not a remote fucking experience to to certain parts of this world. We, we we like to romanticize this idea of the of the big family. People used to have big families because they would work at home and everyone would pitch in, and they would all work on the farm together like a family. Yeah, until people started going hungry and then they started getting sold off into slavery. Reminds me, I've got to get together a list of livestock for me and this family. It was not an uncommon practice to sell off your own family members into slavery with the justification that you're keeping the rest of your kids alive. There's a law and order about that. <laughs> isn't isn't humanity great? <laughs> isn't it, aren't we just wonderful, enlightened, beautiful creatures of light but and love? But they also just tell you, like, the way that we're talking about this, like, this is kind of an outrageous idea. And that shows you that there has been progress, right? <laughs> We we value humans in a different way than we used to. We, I, I would I would hope, but I also know that there are large portions of this world where life and innocence comes real cheap, and it's and it's it's not considered precious. And yeah. you know, hey, it's 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 just a part of daily life. I mean, one of, all the books I've read on the on the, the Iraq War, the thing that that strikes me is, you know, there'll be the, you know, they'll talk to the soldiers and the Marines about when there's an incident and like civilians are hit. And I'm not talking a drone strike where you don't see the damage. I'm talking like roadblocks where somehow signals got crossed, the person didn't stop, and they lit the car up, and they walk up on the car, you know, and. The father for or mother for whatever reason is okay, but there's two kids that have been you know their heads exploded like cantaloupes, and these people calmly and and and, and coolly pick up the, the bodies of their children and start walking away from the scene to go back home. And you know the thing they say is why aren't they pissed? And they say that's just life comes cheap in this part of the world, man. You don't understand. You're an American. You've been told life is precious all your life. They have an understanding of life that you can never understand where you come from. And it's just like, that is, that is something that fucks with my head. And I never saw one day of combat. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the fact that I know what's out there fucks with my head. Because if that's how that is in that situation, then you know that there are fucking scumbags in this world who will seek out those types of situations and exploit people in them. Well, there you go. Good night, listeners. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> By the way, I'm starting my motivational speaker t- uh, yeah. career um, later this week. <laughs> Me and Anthony Robbins are going on tour. He's going to make you feel good. I'm going to make you want to eat the business end of a shotgun when he's done. <laughs> Rich will be touring middle schools. Get e- kids either- ready for the coming school year. Either way, uh, you have to pay up front for the seminar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no refunds. <laughs> but hey, this podcast is free, and it's free every week. It's on justformedia.net. It's on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever the fuck you're supposed to call it. Uh, we are on uh, the Twitter at Unregimented Pod. You can email the show on Regimented at justformedia.net. New shows every Saturday. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Later, guys.
If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.